Ladies and gentlemen, for the four people in this room and the tens of people listening around the world, uh, let's get ready to Banffcast! This week on the Banffcast, finally... The Bevcast has come home to dog movies. If you smell what one star is cooking. All right, welcome to the Bevcast, episode 318. BMF. Episode 318 says I just BMF your ass. So I'm, so I'm Captain Queef. Ooh, I'm Macho Mackie. I'm BJ Styles. What we do each and every episode of the, 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 the BMF cast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Ugh. The baddest thing in the room, this room is me right now. Me, you hear me? I'm the baddest thing. You're so bad. Let me tell you what bad is. These bad movies, we watch them, talk about them for the first half. Then we go ahead and rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five champs. Isn't John Cena? Who I'm gonna defeat this weekend at WrestleMania? But the bad bad movies as the same way they get a negative sliding scale. One to five jabronis. As in jabronis, they're the real jabroni. The number one top jabroni. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and get a plot summary for this movie that we watched. It's called Wrestle Madness from 2015. It's about a dog who wrestles. Is that the plot? He's got a monkey, and there's a dog. And he wrestles. If I had a monkey and a dog, I'd snap both of their necks. And then I'd put them back in place. And then I'd snap them again and tell them they're a good dog and a good monkey. We better get to talking about it, because if I have to wait any longer, I'm going to flip this table over and put all three of you sons of bitches through it. All right. Okay. Enough. It's us. We're here. Hi. We're hello. not being assholes yes. anymore. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. What's going on? Hey, we're, we've watched Russell Madness. Hey, it's why is a case uh, of Russell Madness? Sorry. Oh, oh, why does Christina Sausage taste down? <laughs> You're still here. Yeah. I don't know. I just walked by and huh. was vaccinating everyone in the room. Cool. Well, like, I, you know, it's fine. I guess uh, you can join us for this episode. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah. Hi. That'll be fun. Hello. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Russell Madness. Oh, yeah. We, we've good. marched here for some time. Mm. We've gotten here. <laughs> now we're going to talk about it. Great yeah. on the first half. <laughs> first, oh, thank God. Oh, no, good. you don't need to go oh, over that oh, part again. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. Sorry, sorry. My, my bad. Yeah, those other guys ah. covered that. <laughs> ah. Jesus. So, Russell Madness. Yeah. Clearly, a, let's get this out of the way. Condition. It was supposed to be WrestleMania because everywhere throughout the movie, they call it WrestleMania. Yeah. But apparently, we're well, going to guess. His name is the WrestleMania. His name is WrestleManiac. WrestleManiac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it sounds like they're saying WrestleMania. The entire time, yeah. I mean, and they are. There are signs that say Russell, WrestleMania and... And WrestleManiac. Yeah. Because that's what the character ends up being. Right. But yeah, I guess yeah. first we get to have, we have to get the backstory, though, before we, okay. we even meet Russell. We and, don't know who Russell is yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, first off, I believe we get the uh, full backstory for the... Uh, for the Ferraro Ferraro. 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 <laughs> uh, but the Ferraro family was like a... Local f- wrestling legend thing in Portland, you know, yeah. wrestling capital of the world, Portland, Portland. Oregon. Yeah, not Maine. Um, it was yes. so underground you had never heard of it. Right. right. It was it was wrestling before wrestling got lame. Mm-hmm. It was the eighties. Right. 
but you know they had this little. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because I mean it looks like the classic movie theater from like Last Action Hero, where it's like things don't look like this anymore. There's, yeah, mm-hmm. the red carpets and the drapes everywhere, but it looks like that. But it's a wrestling arena. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it looks great. Oh, it looks awesome, but you know it's like and then you know. Thing. Times changed, and a uh, very Joe Dirt-looking John Ratzenberger showed up and ruined it all by starting the <laughs> WUF. Yes, because the, the yeah. Wrestling Urban Federation, whatever mm. he just signed he, Wrestlers United uh, Federation, whatever he stole mm. all the wrestlers. Basically, yeah, it was basically that he Vince McMahon them. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the grandfather could no longer pay anyone. He, mm-hmm. Sort of Ted Turnered them. That too. <laughs> no, yeah, he he basically shut them down. Right now, from is that the monkey narrating all this? At this point, uh, no. Who is narrating it? Is it the kid telling the story of the family? I think it's the monkey. It's got to be. It's probably got to be the yeah, monkey. Yeah, I think it's the monkey. Yeah, I think I think go with the monkey. Or the no, no, it's the dog. It's the it's dog that's right. narrating. Yes, yeah. it starts with the dog. Oh, the that's, dog right. Is, oh, that's right. He's like, yeah, but you know, I yeah. So the dog yet. knows an entire story that he was not present. Well, for. he's telling it in flashback. Yeah. Yes. I, I do appreciate that their version of the '80s when they have the wrestling going on mm-hmm. is this weird combination of the '80s and the '30s. Yes, because like the music is kind of supposed to be 80s sounding and some of the people are in kind of like, you know, like neon clothes and stuff. And then there's other people who just are like wearing fedoras and just looking straight out of the 30s. Yeah, like mob well, guys. It's, all the, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Most of the crowd is like 80s neon bullshit. And all the wrestlers are like 30s, like strong man mm-hmm. with yeah. weird outfits. Yeah, yeah. All the wrestlers are generic stock, like, you know, mm-hmm. either personification of a country or a here's a clown. Here's a mummy. You know, just what idiots think wrestling is. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. And then it's just like, oh, yeah. But, you know, all this happened and, you know, the place is shutting down. But let's talk about now mm-hmm. because it's cut to now. Russell is a puppy in a pet store. You know, it's supposed to be your average pet smart, whatever. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's but a litter in a litter. It's Jack Russell's. pet utopia. Pet utopia. And um, yeah, and yeah, he's like he's basically going like all I ever wanted was a family. But for some reason, I'm scared. And that's really like his entire motivation, because every time someone pick, like is like, oh, puppy and picks him up, he pisses all over them. <laughs> what a rude dog. You yeah. don't piss yeah. on hospitality. Yeah. yeah, Don't do that. Yeah. I won't allow it. Stupid Russell. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like, it's it's yeah. this great, like, you know, obviously CG urine or something, because mm-hmm. this little girl that gets it first. No, it is like someone just holding the hose. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, just saying, the but I'm, I'm just saying, like, this, she has no reaction to the point that I'm like, is that even there? Because, like, she's just, like, no selling it at I'm all. I'm pretty sure you had to tell a child to no sell it, because any th- reaction that child gives is going to be fed to the worst people on the planet. Mm, sure. <laughs> so you have to tell that child, don't do a thing when this happens. Right. But yes, so it's all the dogs in his litter keep going without mm-hmm. not him. And then it's like, you know, if he only could stop pissing on people, maybe he'd get a family. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's basically a full grown dog and he's the only one left. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a day before he's being sent to the pound. Right. Yeah. Because that's what happens but when you're not going to go to R. Kelly's house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and while this is going on, the family gets the plot is set in motion with the family where the Ferraros, the the son well, actually, it's the grandson has inherited the grandfather's place. Yeah. And he's telling the story of how, well, when he was younger, the family took him and they left. And that, you know, the dad and the monkey basically, you know, had to shut the place down. And now in the will has been read and he has inherited the place. Mm-hmm. And he's got his his wife, his daughter and his son, who is Bobby Draper. Right. <laughs> yes. And 
and he, it's a, they've inherited the place. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, there's a dumb clause. Yeah, there's yes. basically the easy money clause of yeah. like you, you know, after a year you can do whatever you want with this place, including sell it. Mm-hmm. But you've got to run it for a year and show a profit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like, well, uh, why would you, it just doesn't make any sense? It's insane. Yeah. It's really ins- it, to the point where we had glossed right over it, and then we're like, "Wait, why are they well, doing this?" It's one of those silly movie tropey things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just- the, f- the family shows up, and we're like, "Okay, you know, there's dad, there's mom, there's there's boy and little and little sister, <laughs> and like you know, and they come into the, like this boy. place that's all boarded up, and they have to you know clear out cobwebs, and of course, yeah. like immediately the kids are like, "This is awesome! There's a wrestling ring and mm-hmm. bounce around the ropes and all the things you would do if you were a kid and you were allowed to get into a wrestling ring." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like immediately, the you know the 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 kid, the kid Bobby Draper, Bobby Draper is like, man, this is awesome. We should totally open this place out. And like immediately, the dad's like, no, that's a dumb idea. We shouldn't do that. Which is why we glossed over the fact that there was the dumb clause in this that they had to open it up in order to do anything. Right, with because it. the next scene is them opening it up and and calling yeah. wrestlers. And, and he was like, just well, he wait. was just poo pooing it all. Yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, dad, what what the hell? Why were you? <laughs> But now, while all the <clears throat> while the family is doing all their like moving in and looking mm-hmm. at things and touching all the stuff in the house, there's a there's a monkey slinking around the place, yeah, just like stealthily running around the rafters and you know swinging around and a monkey in a little outfit, yeah, a little. It's not like a nude monkey, a little it's, like '60s door to door salesman outfit. <laughs> yeah, he's got and he's got like his little uh, his little hat. Yeah, too. yeah, he's got a tiny fedora. Yeah. yeah. So and eventually, like he kind of just presents himself to the the little daughter like runs by and the kid's like well, what <laughs> mm-hmm. and then just eventually yeah sees him yeah eventually the daughter catches him yeah yeah but she she knows she keeps seeing him going huh yeah and she's like telling the family like, no really there's a monkey here well, he yeah also, he also whatever. dropped a uh a doll from the like the star from the last go round of this mm-hmm. yeah you know so like the girl found it and the brother got it and was like mm-hmm. playing with it that season they're like hey where'd you get that what's mm-hmm. that yeah well i kind of have a question okay shoot how long do monkeys live? Forever. Not that long. According to this movie, 70, 80 years. No, I believe they live like 30 years. They're like years. turtles or parrots. I think I think those smaller monkeys live like like that. That, that was a, a capuchin, but it's something like it. But it was like they live emergent like a pooch. Yes, emergent yes, pooch. <laughs> capuchin. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. Capuchin. I, don't know. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, poutine yeah. the monkey. Yeah. Poutine <laughs> the monkey. No, I think they live a like 30, monkey. 40 years. The sure. reality, smaller they are, live longer. Reality will bite your goddamn face off. All right. Yeah, but this one seemed all right, and also old. In reality, <laughs> this monkey will bite your goddamn face off, Chuck. Right. Okay. Maybe not that monkey. I don't know. This monkey was close to a lot of faces, and it seemed like their faces were okay right. by the end of this movie. CG. Oh, <laughs> it's all Wait, CG. they replaced the, the boys' faces with CG. CG. <laughs> so, yes, they fixed everyone's faces with CG because so the monkey like, had shredded them. All. It was like opposite two face from the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, huh. but but I guess my point is like this monkey's a full grown like hey doing shit monkey. <laughs> when when he's with the grandfather uh-huh. and oh, yeah, the like, son has grown up and is like early 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was ha- he was half running the business. Yeah. So this monkey's been around a long time. Yeah. And now he's just been living in this abandoned theater. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he has. Yeah. 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 But I just I wasn't sure how long monkeys lived. This one. Because it felt like this is like ghost monkey or something. <laughs> You were waiting for the twist the whole time. For yeah, the, yeah. For the monkey, the to monkey say, now was dead. Yeah. Well, how do you think he's able to speak to everyone? Everything. He's a, off into he's the a ghost monkey. <laughs> the white-headed capuchin can live for forty-four years. Ah, forty-four. Uh-huh. That's awfully specific. So this monkey is almost well, dead. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So this monkey, this monkey's on the tail end, so uh, to speak. Uh, 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 yeah. What a joke. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 So anyway, yes, monkey's living around there. Meanwhile, Russell is about to uh, be sent to the pound, Mm -hmm. but the one guy who works there is like, oh, you know, I can't like, don't, let's not do that. Let's not send puppy mill Russell off to the pound. (laughs) I want to adopt puppy mill Russell. Yeah. But of course, like, you know, the, the fat evil guy at the place picks him up and like, you know, he gets the piss to the face thing like you do. Well, he's not evil. Well, he, he wasn't. Well, he he's was not, actually he was going to say it's time to take like time to take you wherever. And, and he says town. it wrong. Take it to the pound. <laughs> does he say take him to the pound? I don't oh, think yeah. so. No, he does not. I he, think the day before he says, like, if he doesn't get adopted, he, we're going to have to take mm-hmm. him to the pound. Yeah. Some other dog in the, I, in the, so in the place he, explains he what the pound is. Yeah. And he tells him it's time to go. Yeah. And he does. And Russell doesn't realize that. Yeah kindly pet utopia employee is going yes. to adopt him no so he drop kicks that guy in the face oh yeah <laughs> and runs out into traffic yep and luckily does not get hit by a car or otherwise no. it would have been a very short movie right but yes he does get away <laughs> and he he's living in the alley now just yes. giving hand jobs for crack you know whatever it takes <laughs> yeah that happens, to get russell that by. happens day one which is why yeah. you should keep your jobs yeah yeah, he immediately becomes hobo dog. Right. Yeah, he moves into the alley between yeah, yeah. the. There is a convenient cardboard box right there that oh, he yeah. moves right into. Yeah, Very he, nice. He's, he's got a tiny little blade uh-huh. that he will show yeah. in order to gain food. <laughs> yes, or possibly pocket change. Yep. But yeah, for whatever reason, he has chosen the alley between the wrestling arena and a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's living there, and uh, so like the restaurant next door is taking their trash out, and. He's like, okay, well, I better eat because mm-hmm. I'm fucking hungry and <laughs> starts making a move for the trash. And then all of a sudden the British bulldog shows up. Mm-hmm. And by that, well, I literally mean a bulldog was like, oi, governor. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how I did it. I'm not a cat burglar. I'm a dog burglar. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, literally, it's a bulldog with that accent. Mm-hmm. Just street urchin-y type. Yep. You know, like, oh, that's oh, a nice thing. <laughs> yes. You got a nice T-bone steak there, do you? Be ashamed if something happened to it. <laughs> He's like, I got a condition where I have to eat all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I need that. Um, yeah, and the monkey saves him by doing, like, shadow boxing well the monkey saves him later with the hot dog the, this first time oh no no he comes out and he's time. like you know why you he casts a shadow on the wall oh that's and right he's he like, does do it the first hey time. why don't yeah. you pick on somebody your own size <laughs> right. yeah so yeah so the monkey like you know then the, dog, the bulldog's like oh no i'm out of here and yeah. the monkey comes out and of course you know it's just a shadow he's a little tiny mm, monkey yeah but then, yeah, Russell's so, like, what the hell are you? <laughs> yeah i they immediately like hey you can talk you can talk cool all right well. yeah and he's like hey i'm hunk yeah yeah and I live in there and don't let, you know, you got to fight for your right to party, yeah. buddy. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. Be, be an American. If that guy comes back, <laughs> you fucking knife him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you. That's your steak. Yeah. Yeah. If he tries <laughs> to you take don't... your steak, you stick a steak in his heart. Yeah. You stick that dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, tie him to a steak. Mm-hmm. I won't snitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't lead to anything. Just. Monkey's like, all right, peace. Yeah. See ya. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have fun living on the street. Well, yeah, he goes like, <laughs> he gives some line. He, Monkey's full of one-liners about yeah. bananas. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it was, uh, I'm going to make like a banana and split. I don't think he did it that time. He does say that like two he, or three he, times. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he, it's a little more subtle this time. He's like, uh, it's time for my uh, banana. So, you know, like I got to split. I got to split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not as corny as yeah, it make like a banana yeah. and yeah. split. And then Russell's like, all right, well. I'm going to make cool. a, make a wish that I find a family. I'm still a homeless dog over here. Yeah, because yeah, this dog also knows the, you know, 
first star I see tonight, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, all mm-hmm. that. And it's like, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sure, why not? Yeah. How did that dog learn so much when it was in prison? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, the, so the dad is going through websites trying to find wrestlers to come and wrestle for their whatever promotion mm-hmm. thing. And he calls one guy who has his own website. That goes badly. Uh, and then the wife comes in and sits on his lap. And she's like, I know Craigslist. It was like, oh, yes, no. Nope. She's like Portland wrestlers. Oh, here we go. It's like, oh, I don't know what section of we want Portland well, Craigslist you she, went to. Yes, she M4 advertises M. on Craigslist for wrestlers. Yeah, and I'm had this been that. any other movie, they would have had a line of weirdos out the building. Oh God, <laughs> I, oh, my I was God. really hoping for like the interview. Yeah, like just a oh. bunch of like guy rolls in on a penny farthing and somebody who's like the organic man and all the Portland hipster bullshit yeah. just all rolling in through the yeah complete no. missed opportunity. Yeah, but we didn't get any of that. We just it basically cuts to there's some kind of match happening where it's uh, uh, a character who's escaped from prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, His name is Vice. Vice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you think because he's a criminal, but no, because he has a move where he can crush things in his vice-like his grip. Vice grip. Yeah. Uh, and he beats up the referee, and then his opponent's going to come out who's Surfer Dan, or... <laughs> I think it is literally Barry Surfer Dan. Barry or whatever. <laughs> Some Surfalo? Barry Surfalo. That's a better name than what his name yes. was. It was, it was Brady it was, Brady Malibu. Oh, okay. Was I, thought, I thought it was King Surfdom. <laughs> yes. Any of these names would have... Yes. So... He comes out is just basically like, I'm not getting in the ring with that guy. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, no, I, I paid you. And you, he's like, dude, I'm really just a model. I don't, I'm yeah. not. He's like, well, what if I pay you? I don't know, $300. Okay, fine. I'll go get in the ring. And then he gets in the ring and kind of is like, is a wrestler. Cause he does a couple of moves against vice man, but mm-hmm. yeah, he gets beat. He just, the guy murders. Well, yeah. Him. He gets and, his, it, his board snapped in half. Yeah. And, tossed, and, and okay. We just, Go ahead and put this out there now. There's wrestling in this movie, but it's all fucking terrible. It is. Like, one, wrestling is real in this movie. Oh, yeah. Bullshit mistake number one. Number two, it's all dumb, enhanced, nonsense wrestling where people have, like, Mortal Kombat powers and shit where they defy gravity and fly around. And, I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. not even talking about the dog. I know that's... Like, he picks up a guy and throws him, like, 20 feet outside the ring. Yeah. Like, we're a normal human... Man, yeah, that guy just drops on the announcer's table and fucking dies. Right, these guys they go flying. Yeah, so at some yeah. point the dog has run into the arena. Well, yeah, well the dog gets a uh, the, I guess he's been there a few days or whatever, and the the cook leaves him a sausage, mm-hmm. and then you know he wants to taste it. Yeah, <laughs> he wants the, he wants a sausage taste there. Oh, hey, you're back. He sure does, uh, Christina. <laughs> But yeah, so he gets the sausage, and of course, British Bulldog is back. He's like, boy, is that a sausage? And he's like, no, it's a fucking worm. It's yeah. nasty. You don't want it. No. He's like, no, it smells like a turkey sausage. <laughs> Bavarian mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I need to eat it. I have yeah. a disease. <laughs> yes. It's called asshole. <laughs> I'm an asshole. An arsehole. Yeah. So, I don't know. From there, but the yeah, dog. Russell just grabs the hot dog and runs inside. Yeah. And so the other guy's like, oh, fuck. And they're chasing after him. And mm-hmm. then Russell somehow ends up, basically the dad is realizing he's going to have to suit up and wrestle the vice guy or else the 20 people in the audience 
who are basically just the oldest people on the planet and homeless people. Yes. And a couple of children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have and, to leave. And what's happened is he's got two announcers. Yes. We, we can't forget about the announcers who have been j- gone from the business for 25 years. Yeah. This was their only gig. Yeah. And, then- and it's and it's Fred Willard and Charles Robinson. You know who Fred Willard is? Charles Robinson, Mac from Night Court. Yes. Is the other guy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. And I they're just... Didn't look him up for some yeah. reason. And they're like... <sighs> they're great. I think they just like said, do whatever you want, man. Yeah. Just do whatever. Well, because... They're Fred- in the 80s flashback for half a second, and they've got Fred Willard made up like Burt Reynolds. Yep. And it's fantastic. <laughs> but but yeah, so they, they have obviously just let them do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. And and like... and And... F- Fred Willard is totally like dodgeballing it up. Yep. You know, he's, he's just doing that. And, and then they, like, they have to fill time mm-hmm. after, after Brady Malibu has gotten his <laughs> shit wrecked and there's nobody out there right. to wrestle this guy. And he's just like, and, and he's talking to Mac and he's like, Mac, well, what have you been doing the past 25 years? And he's like, well, I became a chimney sweep. I sweep chimneys. And he's like, that's still a, they still have that? That's still a thing? And that he's exists like, outside he's like, of Mary Poppins? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Well, there's, yeah, he's stalling. He's like, well, you need more than just the standard chimney brush. Yeah. And he just has all the tools. Well, it's like you came for show you and a, tell. Yeah. You need a, a double inverse screw and yeah. you need a, what was the other thing? Uh, well, he goes, you need a, a boring, boring tool. tool. <laughs> and this old man in the audience. Like he's on oxygen and stuff, and he stands up. He goes, "You're a boring tool." <laughs> it's the best it's, line. It's the fucking best. <laughs> the best <laughs> line ever. Yeah, it's just so dumb that we were <laughs> we were all like cheering this guy. We're like, yes. <laughs> well, and then later, this guy, when they're like, "Who's gonna fight Vice?" The old man is like taking off his shirt. Like, I'll do it. I'll yeah. fight. I'll get in there. <laughs> goes, I've got nothing to lose. Yes. <laughs> Stands up, takes his shirt off, posing, and everyone's it's like, like, "That's the thing." Yeah, get like, in there. <laughs> the main plot of this is garbage. Yeah, but, but like all this little side stuff where they just let people yeah. do whatever the fuck they wanted is great. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, but so what happens is like they the kid he's the the dad is talking to Bobby Draper and he's like, "Go tell go tell Mac and Fred Willard that <laughs> whatever happens, just roll with just it. Just go with it. Yeah, because he's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah." But what happens is Russell ends up running in Mm -hmm. and gets kind of chased into the ring by the other dog. Right. And then so the announcers are just like, oh, there's nobody man enough to take on this guy. So they got a cannon. Yeah. And so Russell ends up doing bad CG flips and shit. And Mm -hmm. doesn't kick the guy in the chest and shatter his sternum. And maybe. Well, he does that. But then eventually. He somehow gets behind the guy. He flips over him and behind him. And chokes him to death. <laughs> yes, he... Russell kills this man. He chokes mm-hmm. him right the fuck out. He's... And they actually have the little dog arms stretched all the way. <laughs> little around this dog arms around this CG guy's neck. Giant around man's him. neck while yeah. the dog is hanging off the back. Yeah. Just going, sleep. <laughs> yeah. Chokes him out. And yeah. then the ref comes over and picks up the guy's hand for a three count. And yep. then it's like, he's out. He's yep. out. And then he takes his pulse and that guy's fucking dead. Yes. <laughs> we do never see him right. again. That's... We don't. <laughs> and he declares the dog the the winner. And I, and I believe, is that where they name him the Russell Maniac? Uh, no, because no, they, they don't know that dog's yeah. name. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they they, oh, that's right. Yeah. They don't do it until later. So, yeah. so when the dog does that tells com- the monkey and then the monkey tells the family once the monkey reveals okay, to the family okay, that yeah. he can talk. Oh, yeah. oh but, I know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh. But yeah, so so now the family's like, well, holy crap. And then, of course, the kid's like, oh, can we keep the dog? Yeah. yeah. And then that's when. Yeah. And then the monkey's like, hey, y'all, listen, I'm mm-hmm. I'm the monkey. He remembers me. Yeah. I, and I can talk. And the dad's like, wait, well, hold on. You He's can like, actually talk? I yeah. thought I was just making that up when I, I was a kid. That was like invisible friend material. Yeah. I just invi- you know, imagined you talking. Yeah. And the monkey's like, no, man. And then you left me. <laughs> you like left <Yeah>. us. <laughs> What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> the monkey does like put the hardcore guilt. He's like, yeah. yeah. You know what He's I had like, to do? You, you know what I had to do to get by? <laughs> yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Don't, you don't know what I've seen. <laughs> I don't have opposable thumbs. How am I supposed to get crack? <laughs> you're going to you're going to apologize to me and you're going to apologize to this doll. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> Ill, Ill, Ill maniac. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's funny. Like, so the, like the monkeys on the PA system to get them all mm-hmm. into the ring area to start this process. And the wife just turns around and goes, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and the monkey's like, yes, that's right. I'm a monkey. Yeah, he's like, I don't go around going, oh, human. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. I'm a talking monkey. <laughs> and then they're like, holy God, you can talk. And he's like, yep, sure can. I guess we should mention that it's Will Sasso doing the voice of Hunk. Mm-hmm. Who is Will Sasso? He's that Bad asshole TV. from Mad TV. Sure. Well, that, that asshole. There are many the assholes other, on Mad TV. One. He is one of the better ones who yeah. came from Mad TV. That's true. But he's he's not. Uh, what's his face? Frank Caliendo. I was like yeah. literally yeah. as little Mad TV. He's as the guy I always possible. thought was Frank Caliendo. Right. Yeah. But he's not. No. Wasn't he in Three Stooges? The Fairly Brothers. Yes, he ones? was. He's yes, also he a Banff Cast alum because I believe he was in Southland Tales. Yes. That's oh, right. God. Yep. Well, yeah. There were like forty-five people in Southland Tales that probably have ended up in other stuff, but probably half the people in this that we've seen. Yep. Yeah. But so, yeah. But so anyway, I, so he's the voice of Hunk. Yeah. And he's basically like, you know, okay, that dog, dog's name Russell, he's going to wrestle. Right. And we'll save mm-hmm. the rec center. Yeah. And that's right. Russell pisses on the guy to distract him. He doesn't kick him in the chest and break his chest. Okay. Right. He does that to the other guy. But no, he gets the guy picks him up and he immediately pisses on him mm-hmm. using his signature move. Yes. <laughs> yes. The face melter. <laughs> yeah, you were like, now melt his face off. <laughs> Marion, close your eyes. And also probably your mouth. Yeah. Uh, you wanted it to be like James Bond's urine and never say never mm-hmm. again, where it just <laughs> throws it in the guy's face. Oh! But no. Yeah. It's just regular old dog urine. So anyway. <laughs> no. So now the family and then the family's walking outside the next day. And there's like a news. There's the part media crews and, Yeah. The hipster media is all over. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys. What's it? And he's like, what do you what's going on? And they're like, tell us about the wrestling dog. How'd you teach him to wrestle? You've and, got the number one video on YouTube. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you they say you've it, got a, a, a trending. I don't think they say number one. Well, yeah, yeah they, well, they said video. a viral video. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah. From like the 40 people in the audience. Yeah. Somehow you've got a million views. Well, they yeah. showed that like there was a point where. um what's his face the madman kid went to school and they're like hey you're what's his face from mm-hmm. that wrestling thing so he, he conned a couple of kids to come so they're all sitting there filming everything with their right. phone because because all kids do is yeah. point the phone at yeah. things <laughs> they don't experience things for real they just point their phone at it and look yeah. at it later yeah and I, it's bet, great. I guess those kids were social media gurus yeah, they or were social media they were, ninjas they were or whatever. Yeah. but it's such fantastic uh, unintended commentary for what happens here because like so they have this this you know like you've got this million video views on on youtube and it's a you know all the media is here it's a big thing so they say they're gonna have more matches with the dog next thursday yeah so they cut the, to the that kid has the quick thinking right says that. they cut to that and there's maybe an extra 15 people there 
I mean, mm-hmm. there there are forty five oh, yeah. people in the crowd now. L- like literally, oh, with the, the second match. Yeah. No, there were tons of people. No, in that no, no, match. no, no. The, no. the one right after they had the viral video. There's barely yeah, any more the mummy people match. There. Well, you know, yeah. well, no, they started off shows you like the value. The, it was of, so I, one of you guys made the comment about it. Like, there's nobody in the audience, and there wasn't anybody in those first couple shots. But the next few shots, there were like the arena was filled. Well, and during that, the, it the, looked dumb. <laughs> they yeah. probably were just using that, pickup shots from the first go. Maybe I yeah. don't know. But anyway, the idea is, yeah, they get popular. I mean, mm-hmm. whether or not it happens overnight, I, I don't know. It doesn't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so they have another match, and like the dog fights a mummy. Mm-hmm. The Yeti. <laughs> well, by basically grabbing his uh, one of his, you know the end of his uh, wraps and just running, yeah. so he spins around, comically spins him around, and falls over because he's dizzy. Yeah, because the first the first two matches he wins by the ref doing the oh is the arm going to go down three times? Mm-hmm. He yeah. never does a pinfall. No, which is like at a certain point I was like, you guys do know how wrestling works, right? Because <laughs> there was there was another point later, like before there, I think there's still before there was an actual like one, two, three pinfall. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, what match should I go to, or what round should I go down? And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's I know it's wrestling. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's no rounds. Yeah, yeah. It, there's time limits, maybe. There's some confusion really. about mm-hmm. how wrestling works throughout but, this yeah. entire movie. Um, so Russell Russell wins it. Yeah, oh, and yes. then the now sixty or seventy the people there. Yeah, They're like woo are, are all so, pumped and that's when John Ratzenberger shows back up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Hey." Yeah, he's not quite as Joe Dirt as he was in the flashback <clears throat> sequence, but he's now kind of got, you know, salt and pepper Joe Dirt thing he's going weird, on. He's weird like 70s Dracula ish. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> just gray on the sides and a weird like multicolored mm-hmm. uh goatee and Yeah. He's, he's just like, basically like, "So, you want to make some money with that dog and save this rec center and all that?" Mm-hmm. The dad's like, "Yeah, probably." And the monkey's just talking in his ear the whole time. Yeah. Like, don't, like, don't trust, trust that son of a bitch. Yeah. And he's like, shut up, you stupid monkey. And he's yeah. like, John Ratzenberg's like, why are you calling me a stupid yeah. monkey? Well, basically, he's just like, yeah, after thinking about it now, we want to keep our integrity. This is a family business. Yeah. So thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. So bye. Yeah. So, of course, next day, building inspector shows up. Right. And it's like, well, let me talk about all the things that are wrong with your building because... All the things John, that are comically wrong with your yeah, building. Yeah. <laughs> John Ratzenberger basically called me and said, shut you down. So right. she... Like, this is like the dumbest thing. Like, she goes, uh, what's the first? Oh, the first thing is the electrical box. When yep. they have the, you know, the old school, like, chunk, you know, turns it on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she gets the comically, like, zapped by it so that, you know, her mm-hmm. hair goes wild, and, you mm-hmm. know, soot all over her face and stuff. Yeah. Yep. She and, learns that the uh, sprinkler system is filled with tapioca pudding. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looked like honey Dijon mustard. <laughs> Whatever it, it is, is it when, it, when it drips on her face. Dijon mustard. Yeah. Mm. It, uh, yeah, she gets a, a face full of that. She gets a Russell face melter on that <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, she yeah. does. But I, I'm, I'm just, I'm pointing out the fact that she's testing the sprinkler system by lighting, you know, by setting it off. Right. Which is not yeah. best how way you would do this. No, totally best way to do it. No. ruin your building. You just set it on fire and <laughs> yeah. watch what happens. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, so that that goes wrong, which, you know, it would have gone wrong either way. Right. But then she's like, oh, this fire extinguisher expired in 1961. Look, it doesn't work at all. And then, of course, she's like, look, it doesn't work at all. And sprays herself in the face. Yes. After the monkey's like, what, what's wrong with this lady? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a monkey. And I can tell she's stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, when she went to uh, t- when she went to take the thing off the sprinkler head, she asked for a monkey wrench. And the monkey's like, ah. <laughs> Like offended by that, mm-hmm. like your casual racism offends me. <laughs> How dare you? It's a, a monkey is not into microaggressions. No, all right. No. Yeah. So eventually, I mean, she's just a wreck, and she's just like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you're. Yeah, it's going to cost you approximately sixty four thousand nine hundred ten dollars and twenty cents. Yeah. So and pay me, or you can't. Or, well, he's basically like, get it fixed, or 
whatever. And he's like, you well, can't have any shows here right, until yeah. you get it fixed. Well, and he's screwed. like, but I have to have shows to get the money to get it fixed. And she's like, well, it's not my problem. Yeah. So. And then Ratzenberger's back and mm-hmm. basically. Like, well, that's that's when he realizes he has to make a deal with Ratzenberger. Yeah. And meanwhile, like the monkey has been training all of He's been training Russell. He's been training Bobby Draper. Mm-hmm. And I believe training the sister as well, even though that never really shows back up. Yeah, but she does train with. Well, they them. just had they have um, a training montage where yeah. they they lift weights, including the dog and the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> lifting weights. Yep. The monkey has a little Segway. He rides around, uh, and like the the dog and the kid run up the steps of Portland. Mm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the monkey just tries to ride the Segway up like the the railing of the steps, and that goes poorly. So yeah, I guess the battery dies about halfway up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, he perfectly goes backwards all the way down, going, "Hey, help me!" Uh-huh. Comedy, comedy. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a training montage, but yeah. they you know rock rip off Rocky Russell Mania song, right? And they, uh, yeah. yeah, it's also all gonna fly now, but right, Russell Mania. <laughs> yeah, um, they have a little meditation session. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> because later in one of the matches, when <laughs> Russell's freaking out. The monkey's like, they cut to the slow motion. <laughs> like, get up, Russell. And the monkey's like, remember your chi. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Calm your chi. Yep. <laughs> so it's best said in the slow motion, too. Yeah. yeah. Channel your chi. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But so because this place is messed up and he can't fix it, he basically has to go to John Ratzenberger, who's mm-hmm. already like, made up backpacks with Russell mania on them. And yeah, he's all- like, look at all the marketing and shit. We yeah. Can do. We're going to make Russell the, the best dog ever. He's yeah. going to be best selling whatever. And he like his office is in just a big, scary, dark arena. Yeah. You know, with a big corporate logo and everything. And inside the office is a standee of young wrestler, John Ratzenberger. Oh man. It's so good. <laughs> I hope that he has that in his house somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's basically like, it's almost like, Hulk Hogan, but then they just pasted John Ratzenberger's face in, but left the mustache. Yeah. Oh, they, well, he had basically almost like a full Joe Dirt thing going on from the yeah. flashback, you know, more or less. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it serves almost no purpose in the movie to the point that it was like, you know, that was like maybe something he was like, hey, if we're going to do this, I want this. Yeah, <laughs> so it's in my contract. Yeah. <laughs> I would make this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this just basically starts the whole 90, 90s movie plot of now mm-hmm. Russell and the dad and the monkey have to go on tour. Yeah. The the deal is that he gets that this guy gets 51 percent ownership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can, if they're going to have matches in Portland, it has to be at the family arena. Right. But so, everywhere else. But, but they're going to be so on the road. John Ratzenberger has to front the money to fix it up. Right. Because it's going to be part of his thing. Yeah. So they get they prepare to leave to go on tour and it's a it's a big long speech of you know well dad you know my birthday is coming up and then Easter and then our anniversary yeah. and you'll be back before those yep. right and he's but like he's, oh yeah he becomes nineties movie dad yeah who, and then it's just a montage don't make money for us right you don't have enough time for us yeah it's like a montage stop making money and spend time with us <laughs> of the mom holding up an iPad at an Easter egg hunt where the dad and they're just all like hey kids we're wish you could be there. Hey, kids, yeah. I bet you thought that I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the kid, they have the son's birthday party, and they just have cardboard cutouts of the oh, dad yeah. and the monkey and the dog. And, and just point- put them at the table. <laughs> and that's also where they do the bullshit that you're talking about, where they have, like, wire work of the kid, like, 
throwing himself against the ropes and then like doing a flying Mortal Kombat kick yeah, to the perfectly to level the dummy. horizontally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. Because yeah, there's a bunch of kids in the ring with like sumo wrestler suits mm-hmm. on. And the kid's like, I'm going to get yeah. in the ring and do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he does a fucking Luke Hang across the... <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. It's all dumb. But yeah, so like a year goes by and then mm-hmm. the, the, the dad finally comes home and they're at the airport. Um, well, they're like, they're arriving like so that they have signs like, welcome home, dad and everything. Yeah. And like, they're coming out of the airport. And he's like, yeah, I got to go. And like, <laughs> the idea is like, they're coming out of the airport and immediately getting into a limousine and going to another thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're like... Uh, oh, and of course, John Ratzenberg's like, come on, yeah. let's go. And he's like, I'm oh, a bad guy. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, by the way, I don't think we need that monkey anymore. Why don't you leave that monkey here, too? Yeah, this is just a, a social event. Yeah. And the monkey's like, yeah, I got I got to alphabetize my bananas. That's <laughs> I, got, yeah. I got stuff to you, do. You have fun at the Ragu Festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Fucking superimposed. it's it's dumb. So then like this is his wedding anniversary. So he gets home like yeah, super he late. Well, he doesn't know until he gets <laughs> he gets a text from his wife. That's happy anniversary. Broken heart, broken heart emoji. <laughs> As she's sitting at a table by herself. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he comes back home. Oh, no, no, that's, that's what she's like. He's still in the limo, so he looks over like, yeah. oh, oh I didn't right. He's, he hadn't even gotten in the limo yet. Yeah, he was he already, were, got, already got. They're the text. both looking at each other from <laughs> right. like twenty five feet away. She had it ready to go. Oh, she yeah. was just like, was, I'm gonna hit send if this motherfucker yeah. doesn't stay behind. It was passive aggressive text for last <laughs> night. <laughs> she was oh, she was totally just ready to yeah. smoke him on that. Yep. Yeah, but she, she never becomes like just raging like how dare it's 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 a mild annoyance to her mm-hmm. because, you know, like he comes back super late and is like she c- comes home to the ring and she has set up, you know, like this amazing anniversary dinner and, you know, all the kids are there to be like yeah. waiters and everything. And she's like, I made your grandmother's lasagna yeah. and it's cold now. Yeah. Oh, well. And Hunk's just sitting in the chair. He's like, I've been keeping her company. <laughs> Man. Tag me he's out. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's exhausting. He's like, time to tag in, buddy. What? <laughs> yeah. So, no. Oh wait, did we even talk about the the? the were you? I'm sorry, I just totally no. out. Were you talking about the line that the monkey said? Did we even mention that? Which line? <laughs> Which one? Well, when, the, when they get off the plane, the, when they get off the plane, the monkey says this really strange line. And I don't know if you. Oh no, I didn't. Right, okay, it, no. So there's this really off the wall line that the monkey just like when they're like this is before he gets in the limo and they, they separate. The monkey like leans over after they first gotten off the plane and he goes, "Remember what happens on the road stays on the road." Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? Man. What the fuck happened? Getting into happened some freaky road? monkey yeah. shit on the, on the road, road, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just Get puts a whole subplot into this yeah. movie that's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. all right. Oh, Kidoki. So, <laughs> like, like the monkey, like, like Will Sasso just said that in the studio and someone just dubbed it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They put that in. <laughs> they're like, did, did he and the monkey run an Eiffel Tower or something? What happened? <laughs> On the dog? I mean, yeah. Oh, I <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then it's like, it's, it's title match night at the WUF mm-hmm. arena. Where, and, well, of course, and immediately they're like, yeah, this is a big pay-per-view. We, your little shitty arena can't possibly handle this, yeah. so we're, we're fucking you over on yeah. that. And he's like, whatever, this is the last fight. I'm ignoring my family, and I can't do that anymore, mm-hmm. so this is it. My dog is going to wrestle one more time, yep. uh, and it's against Johnny Mundo. The hammer. <laughs> the hammer. The hammer. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. The hammer is the best. He does not compare to Greg the Hammer Valentine. I'm just going to tell you that. No, but he's pretty good because eh, they have like, all right. So they have a way in where, first of all, they say this dog weighs 25 and a half pounds, which it's a lot of muscle. Muscly no, dog. This dog does not weigh that much. No. 
Um, so then John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, the hammer comes out and he weighs 250 pounds. 250, 255 yeah. pounds. Yeah. So everyone's like, exactly. Oh, 255 So everyone's like, oh my God, he's 10 times the size. It's like David and Goliath. And yeah. Yep. And then they're like, they're like, hey, it, do you got hammer? Do you got anything to say to everybody? He's like, mm-hmm. well, you're welcome <laughs> for being in the presence of my gravitas. <laughs> so good it's it's really fantastic and then like he and the dog have a stare down mm-hmm. and the dog breaks it by licking his face oh, yeah. <laughs> and the the announcer's like he broke down <laughs> the hammer backed off <laughs> he's like what yeah. no did he, he cheated i don't know so yeah, yeah whatever and this is when it, like the monkey's like something's up here mm-hmm. and he follows ratzenberger <laughs> and and uh the hammer mm-hmm. and eventually ratzenberger's like hey listen you need to throw the fight and he's like, no, you, and the hammer's like, no, you can't bribe me to do that. And he's I like, can't lose to he's like, dog. well, I, I wrote a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper, so you might want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it, he's like, uh, so when do you want me to do this? No, and that's when he says, what round do you want oh, me to yeah, go what down round? in? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, thankfully, John Ratzenberger it's corrects like, him and says, know, like, 20 minutes 20 in? minutes in. How about that? He's like, yeah, all right, cool. But yeah, but they mm-hmm. overhear this and they're like, this is where they have well, the, the monkey does the monkey. Yeah. And I think doesn't the dad, too. No, no, no it's no, just the, the monkey. Oh, but yeah, just the monkey. Yeah, because everyone finds out later. And it's right. Like well, they're all basically betrayal. like, oh, my God, this is fake. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, that, OK, there's it's in this big dumb arena. So there's this ridiculous pomp and circumstance for, mm-hmm. you know, like the dog has this weird like slow walk to the ring with this dumb theme song yeah. and uh dumb theme song he had like gangster rap no that, i know I, and, and the yeah, chorus was something about terriers yes yeah <laughs> yeah um and then you know the hammer comes out the hammer's theme is like a ripoff of thunderstruck mm-hmm. um and it's you know, like whenever you hear like thunderstruck in that song just imagine someone saying the hammer and pounding their fist into the hand and there's pyro going off and all this shit and it's yeah. There's no pyro. It's fake it's pyro. It's on screen pyro. It's on LED screens. Fine. Screw Look, you. The, the idea W-U-F is cool, cheap though. Ass sure. bastards. I mean, yeah. the cool is, idea is cool is every time he does the hammer, yeah. you know, the flames would it's, go yeah, up. It was pretty good. It's pretty I mean, good. So, I'm just mad that they didn't use real pyro. They have a match. The dog was afraid. <laughs> but we, we have to mention the end of the hammer's theme song. Mm-hmm. Once he gets in the ring mm-hmm. and the song ends, it goes... Gravitas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they have a match and and uh, the hammer is, wins. is <laughs> <laughs> the hammer is losing. Nice. And so he he Iron Mike sharps it where he pulls out a uh, dog whistle from his elbow pad mm-hmm. and secretly starts to blow it. Now, the dog hear it, hears it and the monkey hears it. Mm hmm. And everyone and nobody else, else can. Yeah. And everyone else is like, what the hell? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, Because the thing is, Russell is like doing the, the Viper thing almost where he's like walking around like, yeah, yeah. Who's the best? Yeah. Russell's the fucking man. <laughs> right. I'm going to piss on this guy. He's, he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he basically has the upper hand and then is just showboating too much. And then right. that's when the yeah. hammer pulls out the, the dog whistle. Yeah. And, and that just incapacitates the dog. Oh, yeah. He just does the ow, my ears are just uh, just rolls know, over. So yeah, I can't I'm, I can't do it. He gets like tonic immobility. It's like, well, what happened to you, dog? Like yes. you were paralyzed. <laughs> by the way, the match starts with the hammer picking up the dog by his front paws and swinging him around. Yeah. It and oh, yeah. Just throwing him across the ring. There, there's some odd dog almost violence happening yeah, in this movie. Yeah, it really... It, 
<laughs> it's, like, it's a bit disturbing. Like the whole. Or like the kids, don't idea. pick up your dog and do that to your dog. Just, just don't do that. Yeah, I don't care you if you think wonder, your dog can wrestle. Yeah, you got to wonder what the, like this. This is a children's movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're grown adults watching a children's movie, so we know better. Right. But children are going to be like, oh, I can wrestle with my dog. Let me grab its front paws and swing it around and see how far I can chuck it. As opposed to the 40 movies before this where they were doing things that the dogs probably shouldn't do. Like well, the dogs were doing those things. People and, were not picking up the dogs and yeah, flinging I'm them around. I'm pretty sure not, people were probably tackling the fucking Golden Retriever when he played football. <laughs> we'll find Retriever. out. Yeah, we'll get We'll there. find out in Doggist. <laughs> Doggist throwback, Air Bud. But anyway. Throwback, huh? He, the, the whistle incapacitates him. He, he, <laughs> he pins him. He wins. And Ratzenberger's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So they go backstage and they're having an argument to where everyone is listening. Right. Mm-hmm. And the argument, you know, basically the hammer convinces John Ratzenberger that basically like, dude, the rematch will be even bigger, mm-hmm. which is how all these things always happen. Everything. Yeah. So the, the, the son here is like, wait, this is fake. <laughs> what the hell, dad? And the dad's like, OK, yeah, it's fake. But I, th- th- we didn't sign on for this. I mean, th- no, well, no, he didn't know that. I, I know what yeah. I'm saying. Like he learned it at the same time, but mm-hmm. he's kind of. Well, admitting- and they also say that like and, and John Ratzenberger is like, lets it slip in front of them. He's like, oh, yeah, well, all the other guys we paid off. Yeah. Flopped when we told them. To. And the kid's like, what the hell? N- yeah. Dad, no. Do you mean to tell me that this <laughs> not actually 25 pound dog didn't really beat big ass grown humans in a wrestling ring? Yeah. What? <laughs> the face what? melter isn't that powerful? <laughs> what? Yeah. I am shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That causes strife. <laughs> well, kind of. Well, yeah. well, basically, that's when they're like, "All right, well, we quit. Yeah, this is this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. We're done." Mm-hmm. And Ratzenberger's like, "Well, you know Actually, that contract you signed? <laughs> that dog belongs to me now, and also your 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 arena belongs to me too." Yeah, yeah because look at the comically yeah. tiny <laughs> fine print with a giant magnifying glass that you can see. Yeah. Oh, and the dad's like, oh, "Son of a yeah. bitch, <laughs> you criminal!" And he's like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" But so, but yes, but you know, he comically has the like the goons come from behind the dog and pick him up and yeah. immediately take him away like, because <laughs> people and then they just <laughs> yoink the dog right. and take him away. And, yeah, it uh, was yoink the clown. Oh, that's right. Yes, yoink the clown. Son of and a bitch. Bobby Draper at this point is just like, if I could strangle John Ratzenberger right now, I would. Yeah, and, and even like Russell the dog is like, wait a minute, I don't have a family. Yeah, like that oh, yeah. was fake. My family was fake. What the hell? Yeah, and they just scooped that dog up and put it in a cage. Now, the it then wisely goes back to the guy at Pet Utopia who adopted the dog, who apparently lives in the store after hours oh, yeah. and is just watching the live feed of this argument on the WUF website, and looks over at like the document that says he owns the dog and is like, "Hold on, wait a second. Yeah, the adoption papers. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, yeah, because it's it's established that he knows that Russell's his dog mm-hmm. at some point earlier on, but he's never really talked to the family about it no. at all. Early on, like when they're, they're doing the montage of the dog wrestling, he's he's also he, yeah, living he's, in the store watching it, mm-hmm. um, and he's also been at some matches wearing yeah. a WrestleManiac shirt. Yes, so he's he's the dog's father in secret. Mm-hmm. The dog father. The dog father. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, so there's going to be a rematch, but right, but now the dog has no choice, and his family is abandoned, or so he thinks. Right. So 
parents are basically uh, now meeting with the guy with the paper, mm-hmm. but the kid and the monkey are already like planned a jailbreak. Heist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sneak in and heist. Heist the talk. I was hoping that they would sneak in and do like the poison down the string into John Ratzenberger's sleeping mouth. Yeah, but well, no, no, that would have been better. Yeah, but I mean, no, the monkey did not murder him. The monkey no. did have some ninja-like tendencies oh, earlier yeah. in the movie, but he's dropped them now, and he's just like, "Well, let's you know, let's go get the fucking dogs." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in his old age, he's done killing. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "I've ripped many a face off in my day." But right, <laughs> I'm done. Those days are behind yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I've already hustled. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they they sneak yeah. in and they get just, they go to the cage where yeah. Russell is and they they talk to him for a while like yeah we're here to get you out and everything and then eventually the monkey's just like yeah fuck this and just goes over and opens the cage and lets mm-hmm. him out um, and then he gets they but, get a hug in. My favorite part about this is like the dog <laughs> sitting in the cage. Yeah, and they take the dog out of the cage and of course the dog is excited and is like arr, arr. yeah and it's like the guard is like what is that yes <laughs> like. That dog never barks when it's in a cage. Right. Dogs can't bark when they're caged. Yeah. You need to go check it out. It's like when you put a blanket over the bird's cage. They just get quiet. Nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, so he's, of course, he's onto it. So as soon as like the dog's out, they're like, yay, we're, let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You know, evil people show up. Uh, the well, best, what are you doing? We, we have to note the hug. Yes, because like the, the monkey entire, dog hug. Yeah, oh, right. the entire movie, like everyone's wanting to hug the monkey and the monkey's just like, no, no. Back to no hugs, yeah. not no hugs today. I can't guarantee I won't rip the face off. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm saying, I can't contain the yeah. bloodlust when I'm that close. So the scene <laughs> calls for the monkey to go over to the dog and hug it. Yep. <laughs> so what ends up, what you end up seeing on screen is at one point there is a fake dog being hugged by the monkey, and then from the other side <laughs> there's a fake monkey hugging the dog. Yep. <laughs> it's. It's really odd. Apparently, they go back two. and forth a few times. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's kind of like that scene when like uh, uh, an actor is playing their like twins and they have to have a scene together. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you get to play that. Okay, well, there's the back of somebody <laughs> else's head. Don't you know? It's like the snake and the mongoose, the monkey and the Jack Russell Terrier are mortal exactly. enemies. That's right. Or like Fifty Cent and helicopters. And it was it was in their mortal contract enemies. that we will not share yeah. screen time in one shot ever. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like American Ninja Four. Yes, yes, I will. David not Bradley be. cannot be in the same shot as me ever. That is exactly exactly the same contract yep. here. Um, but <laughs> so the one thing that the monkey does throughout this entire movie that kept making me laugh when they're not like CGIing over the monkey's face is that it's in a constant state of should I smile or should I not smile? Yeah. I'm going to smile. Stop smiling. Smile. So he does that when he's hugging the dog, and it's hilarious to me because he's just like hugs, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. Well, the monkey's like, that's not a real dog. Yeah, <laughs> this is really weird. On <laughs> Why am I hugging this thing? Yeah. What so, is happening? So anyway, after all this, the guard shows up, mm-hmm. and the monkey again does the shadow fake out trick with right. a banana yes as a gun <laughs> yeah and the guard's like don't hurt me right and he's like i'm a fucking monkey you idiot <laughs> look at me <laughs> look at me and look at yourself mm-hmm. what's yeah. become of you <laughs> right you just uh, got conned by a goddamn monkey yeah so they get out to the parking lot and of course john ratzenberger pulls up and at the same time the family pulls up mm-hmm. with the guy right. from the pet store and the pet store guy's like i got this ridiculous 
adoption certificate with a a gold yeah. plastic sticker on it, which means I own the dog. Mm-hmm. And he hands it to the, the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, "Yes, yeah, is airtight. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? This came off a printer at the, at the Petopia, yeah. so Man. it's seems, totally legit. They got yeah. his boss. Yeah, it seems legally binding. <laughs> Pet Utopia. They, yeah. they need business. <laughs> yeah. Well, this no, is official. But- when, when he gets out of the car, the fam- the dad introduces him as like, and this is Sean from Pet Utopia. Oh, and, and he pulls back like his jacket to reveal his, oh, yeah. <laughs> his polo Doesn't shirt. Doesn't he introduce himself? He's like, I'm Sean from Pet Topia. <laughs> and he just like, like, he has a badge. Check out my boob. Uh, yeah. But it's just a logo on a polo shirt. Like, like Ratzenberger's going to go, ooh. <laughs> I, I enjoy this brief Amish dog, you know, interlude that we had here. <laughs> Give us us flea. Yeah. But I love that they hand it over to the lawyer. And really, all the lawyer needed to do was just tear it up. Right. Yeah. But no, he's like, this is ironclad. Oh, <laughs> They've is, got yeah, us, yeah. boss. <laughs> You've got no right to this dog. We're in deep shit. <laughs> so and they're this, like, yeah. And, and so Ratzenberger's like, well, shit. All I right. still own your arena. Yeah, that's you can't adopt that shit. So <laughs> and that's when and that's when Bobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, where, where's your Petopia paperwork right. for the fucking building? Huh? Right. But yeah, but Bobby Draper, of course, has to open his big fucking mouth, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, how about this? We'll have Russell wrestle the hammer, mm-hmm. and whoever wins takes both." Right. And the dad's kind of like, "Shut up." Yeah, he's like, yeah, because the dad's like, fine, take the building. We'll be out by the morning, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, Ratzenberger was proposing, how about you give me the dog and yeah. you can have the building, you know, and like, for some reason, they're going to argue, no, no, take our home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please just give us the dog. We'll live in the alley <laughs> next door. But yeah, that's when the, the match proposal. Yeah, because we didn't even say like, wouldn't they the- have millions like or at least a lot of money by now from they put the all, fucking dog? It, they put it all into the sixty thousand dollars they needed to, but they made John Ratzenberger pay for it. Yeah, but they had ahead to pay of time. Him then they had to pay him back. That's what. Right. That's what they were working towards. They the could have just time. fucked off with the money, and they could have. They could have. But I think they would have made yeah. more than sixty-four thousand dollars too. No, with all the merchandising and, mm. and such, and all the maybe all the Russell manias. We're also thinking <laughs> about you know in real life terms here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not I, con- not convenient, not quite Disney movies terms. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, like, part of like what they've said all along is the family motto for this wrestling league is uh, the strongest tag team is family. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what they kind of keep falling back on. Of like, ah, we don't need this or our place. You know, we we have our each other, and you know, all we need is Russell back. Yeah, he's part of the family. Yeah, and so he's like, well, you know, Evil Cliff is like, all right, hold on a second. <laughs> um, I got I got another plan here. How about we have a rematch uh, where if uh, if you win. You get to keep uh, the Russell, and and that's good, right? And then they're like, well, the place too. And he's like, all right, fine. Yeah. If I win, I get it all. Yeah. And then like he's like, oh yeah, and it's also a tag team match. Shake. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid's like, yes sir. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad's like, ah, ah, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, it's going to be the hammer and the guy that who had the website. The the, the first person that the dad tried who was to contact. Blacklisted. Yeah. Who is Mountain Von? you know sound of music guy uh, he's just the yodeler or whatever i don't know what is dieter von mountain okay whatever mountain he's just a fucking you know schnitzel guy who just comes mm-hmm. out and does all that shit yeah um the dad is going to be the tag team partner somehow completely gets i don't know 
locked in the Railroaded. locker room or something yeah. but the kid becomes the the actual tag team mm-hmm. partner so you've got two giant grown-ass men versus a little kid bobby yeah. draper and a dog yeah that's your main event of the evening <laughs> yeah in their shitty little 70 seat arena mm-hmm. and the match starts with the kid versus the mountain and even Fred Willard's like, well, that's a weird decision. <laughs> yes. It's a bull strategy guy. <laughs> See if it pays off. Yeah. And uh, it kind of does, but. Yeah, because the, the the kid like slides under the guy's legs and then boink. Yeah. Pokes him in the eyes right. when he looks between, like it, looks it, at yeah. him. Yeah. And then right after that is when the family walks out like, what the hell's going on? And then the mom sees the kid in the ring. She's like, oh, hell no. And yeah. runs into the ring with her purse and just starts hitting <laughs> the, the wrestler yes this so, otherwise modern mom who knows about craigslist and stuff yes. becomes becomes know, 60s rolling pin mom yeah, just yeah. like oh no you get away from suddenly, my boy. suddenly she's like blondie and dagwood's been out all night just like <laughs> yes. oh, you, you bad man yes mm. so immediately there's shenanigans yes um but i mean well to be fair the kid's entire strategy is shenanigans oh i know because it's yeah. slide it's poking the eyes it's kicking the groin and then he gives him an atomic wedgie yes and <laughs> which blinds him and then Ratzenberger's like, ew. Well, he, he blinds <laughs> him. He, he blinds him with an atomic wedgie, and the the you know the guy while he's blinded gives the tries to give the ref one, you yes. know, because he thinks it's the kid. But he just tears the he ref's has, underwear. out. He has no concept of you know a person that is three foot higher than the yeah. other person I was fighting. Right. Yeah. And at one point, he does like suplex the kid. Yeah. Like an actual wrestling move on the kid. Isn't mm-hmm. that when the mom runs there's out? There's an actual wrestling that? move yeah. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like one. Yeah. yeah, that might be when the mom runs out. Yeah, but but she's got good reason. She's sure. a grown man breaking a child in half. Yeah, no no one cares about the dog being beaten up by a grown no, man, but whatever, this child, dog. save this child. They hide their pain well. Yeah. Kids cry and shit. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, Eventually, the kid tags Russell. Well, the kid gets the guy by yanking out one of his nose hairs. Oh, God. Right. Yep. And yeah, that's when Fred Willard well, goes, he's going to win by a hair. Yeah. He, no, that's when he, he, that's how he got out of being pinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a two and a half count. And then he mm-hmm. wakes out one of the guy's nose yeah. hairs. But yeah, German guy ends up getting back to the corner, tags Johnny Mundo. And of course, monkey's like, tag in Russell. And yeah. so he does. And remember, yeah. yeah, this is <laughs> when they, you know, they have to have the rematch finally. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, they fight for a bit and, and like not very long. I mean, it's like, Two minutes in, like a couple of moves, he you know he does some standard deflections as they're bouncing across the rings, and then it's just like, all right, well, I got this. Bring, they, out, the, bring fake, out the whistle. They fake each other out a couple of times because Russell has a move where he I don't know launches himself against the ropes and just pounds on the guy, and mm-hmm. the guy falls over. Um, so they fake that out a few times, and then yeah, Johnny Mundo is just basically like, well, fuck this, I'm gonna blow this whistle. And this time is just like, hey, everybody, look, I've got a dog whistle and I'm going to blow it and look what mm-hmm. it does to this dog. Ha ha. And everyone is like, why is this being allowed to happen? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why is he cheating? Then why are we allowing this? Because um, it's wrestling. Yeah. I. So the dog just goes down. Of course. Like, I can't hear. I can't do anything. Right. I'm, and it, at this point, like, you know, like they're you know like the family is like ref look he's got a whistle for yeah. an object when everything they've done has oh, been yeah. fighting dirty right but at this point like johnny mundo doesn't even care he's just like whistle above yeah. the head like oh, he's yeah. a fucking pie piper yeah, like, like check this shit out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and so the dog is like incapacitated middle of the ring just yep. laying there can't move so right? he decides he's he's gonna climb up the ropes yeah so. 
And the kid looks over at the dog, and they both wink at each other. Yeah. And he he begins, like, Mundo's setting up on the top rope for a, you Is know, going to give him the end of the world? Probably. Um, but, like, you know, kid's like, all right, in five. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the kid has the timing down, but he's like, in five, yeah. four. And he's doing the whole hand motion. He's been thing. watching film. He's been scouting out these moves, <laughs> right, Jack. But, you know, at the last second, you know, when he gets to one, he's doing his flippy, you know, Lucia shit from the top rope. And it's like, dog rolls out of the way. And, of course... Unlike most wrestling, this just fucking ends him. Like he oh, yeah. gets to the point, where he's just like, "There, yeah, <laughs> I'm out." Yeah, he broke his own neck. Yes, he yes, murdered he himself. Right, in right. The ring. Yes, he did. And so Russell pins him. Yep, mm-hmm. Russell pins his limpless limp. Yes, his <laughs> dead, dead body. <laughs> pins that dead man. And wins. <laughs> wins. Yes. And the family rejoices. Yes, they do. <laughs> Their dog is Johnny. Man. Johnny Mortis. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Johnny Mortis. Um. Yeah. So, hooray. And that's when the kid says that began the history of the greatest tag team duo ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, Not in that exact phrasing, but yes, pretty close. The, the Ratzenberger gets in the ring, and this is now a face turn for Johnny Mundo oh. in the mountain because they throw him out of the ring. That's and right. then immediately the crowd is like, fuck you, and dumps all their popcorn. Oh, on. yeah. <laughs> Well, then, like somebody like is like get out of here, and Ratzenberger's like you get out of here, <laughs> and then just turns around and walks out. Right. Um. Yeah, and then like the dad has a belt all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He's just like, here we got a belt. <laughs> You're the champion yep. forever, Russell. It's an honorary belt. Yeah, and know. then basically the kids like, yeah, and we were we were tag team forever and lived happily ever after, and we, mm-hmm. best thing in life is family until one of us dies, probably until, the dog. <laughs> yeah, until ten years later, the dog. Yeah, dies. I don't know because the it's, dog it should be, it should be neck and neck, no, no pun intended, considering you know how dangerous this sport is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, but yeah, everything was hunky dory. Yeah, the end. The end. <laughs> the end. Right. Yeah. And then uh, then I suppose we, we talk and rate it. You know, we've, we talked it. I, I would say, um, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, I, I believe this movie does officially qualify for a Stargrove. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure Madness uh, song is pretty much. The WrestleMania theme song. Yeah, he's, uh, he's it's about saying what he's doing, pretty much. Yep. It's about a dog wrestling to win. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Cheesy though it may be. Goddamn Stargrove. Stargrove. Mm-hmm. Russell Madness. Yes, indeed. Yep. Stardust Grove. <laughs> <laughs> no. Again, this movie is totally supposed to be called WrestleMania. Yeah. Just totally is supposed to be called WrestleMania. But you know, Vince McMahon would have sued them into obscurity. I, w- I just want to know what happened. I want to know if they got gun shy and changed it on their own oh, or I'm if someone sure was like, hey. <laughs> Somebody probably, well, they were originally a Disney property, right. so they know all about Litigious the, the Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mouse copyright bullshit. Mickey Mouse copy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally Mickey Mouse copyright bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so I figure that somebody was like, you know, it's real close, <laughs> and you know how like how hard they protect yeah they their copyrights and trademarks. Yeah. Let's not let's not push it. We can do Russell Madness. Russell Madness is close enough without going over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prices it, right. It's rules. disappointing. And I'm forever going to call this movie WrestleMania. The logo they made is pretty fucking sweet. It's a sure. pretty good logo. It's pretty good. It's like a Marvel logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks it looks fairly similar to the um to the WrestleMania logo. Actually, mm-hmm. I'd say it looks more like the Cars logo. <laughs> it does kind of look like the Cars logo. <laughs> Did you also notice the pet Petopia Pet Utopia logo was similar to the Russell Madness logo? Was it? Yeah. Right. Was it? Because I thought it was like weird letters all out of 
sink or whatever. You know, it was it was that same like the top is straight and then the bottom is curved. Not kerning. What's the? I, I don't know. It's not kerning. I know kerning is when how close they are. Yes. I don't know. Line spacing. No, the sure. <laughs> the the top was flat and then the bottom was curved like that. Whatever you call okay. that. Okay. Yeah, Mackie. We call it designer. Curve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Call it. Looks like fucking word art, you plebeians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We call it. That's actually way harder to do than it looks. Print it's shop. Really pro. fucking annoying to do. <laughs> so whenever I ask you to do that, tell them no. Yeah. Hmm. No. I can do it in word art in like ten seconds. Yeah, you can. You totally can. <laughs> All right. I just love giving Mackie shit about right. designers. I, mm-hmm. Now I think we we rate this thing right. Okay. Yeah. All right. We totally do. Uh. Uh. Somebody. I'll go find. Whatever. All right. Whatever. I know. Um. So we're giving it champs. <laughs> champs yeah. or jabronis. Jabronis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it some champs. I'm gonna give it four champs. <laughs> four champs. Hey, yeah. I, like we said, like the the main story of this movie is garbage and it's similar to the next movie this guy did monkey up where it's just a talking monkey who wants a family and and that's the whole thing is just like i want a family i want a family and there's just shenanigans around that but it's still just the same dumb premise it's always just about some orphaned talking animal wanting a family um like the core of the movie is dumb it's not embarrassing dumb it's just like okay this is for kids it's not cringe worthy or there's not a lot of i mean there's a lot of banana puns that aren't very good but there's so much ancillary stuff in this movie that's i thought they were side splittingly funny Get out. <laughs> that's a bunch of horseshit oh, there, right. there's so much ancillary stuff I in this movie that's appeal. that's spot on i mean it's it's I, there are four credited screenwriters for this i think they mm-hmm. probably had one person just like write all the supplementary dialogue just get out of here just fill the movie with talking <laughs> and and they just left it all in they were just mm-hmm. like we got to have lots of dialogue in this so th- it's fun yeah. this movie is very entertaining there's barely any wrestling in it that's what's so strange like the what sells you on the premise of this dumb movie barely exists and the tiny bits that are in like the first bit of the dog wrestling which is choking the guy out with its digital paws yeah. is weird <laughs> it's so weird but i don't know there, there's no B-Dog in this. There's no... Yeah, that's true. There's no themed animals in this that have, like, their own dumb personality that they can't break out of kind of thing. So, I even like the dumb British Bulldog. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the only, like, you know, stereotype animal there is. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it's It's weird. very enjoyable for what it is. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this entertaining. Well, yeah, and, and being an Air Bud movie, mm-hmm. it's kind of like... An official Airbud. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically like, well, what sports haven't we touched yet? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you get the feeling that this is probably the best version of what they could have done with the whole Airbud thing, as far as like a dog. And yeah, it, it kind of works in that regard. In that, like, if we're gonna do wrestling, well, how the fuck do we do it? And it's kind of like, you know, this sort of works. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go two jocks. Two what? Or, oh, two champs. Oh, Sorry. okay. I understand. Yeah. Two? Two. 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 Not three? Two? Three? <laughs> I, what are you doing? Is that, that was a, three. Is that a wrestling That was reference? three. Uh, two champs? I know that was three. Come on. What are you doing to me? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a wrestling thing. Okay. It's, it's... All right. Yeah. No, two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, it's... Only two. It's fun that... 
the side jokes are fun enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I mean, it's pretty. If you look at it on a very like a film analysis level, this is fucking atrocious. But it's full of of fun side characters and dumb stuff that happens enough to make me enjoy it. But I can't really go higher than two, though. I can. I'm going to give it three. No. One, two, three champs. Three? At the old ball game. <laughs> I, no, I just, I mean, I think this is my favorite Bud Buddies related thing ever. I think just mostly because... The Bud Buddies. <laughs> I mean, just... There's no there's the, the, the getting rid of B dog and everything that makes all the difference. I, I'm realizing that we've not well we watched uh, the primate one. I think I like that one too. Spy me. It's we watched spy mate and most the, vertical and, primate. Yeah, my, that one most extreme primate. See, I like those because like they're <laughs> I like when they are not just annoying stereotype dogs. I know. Like and so like this is way more fun to me. And some of the jokes are legit funny. Mm-hmm. Like legit funny. Like mm-hmm. that. You're you're a boring tool. Is. <laughs> fucking great <laughs> that is so good i mean that that, that is kind that of is like my the most amazing you know, joke that, that came like, out of this if i were to like if i could write a joke that good that would be my kind of joke because you know i like to go as far as you possibly can to come around to something just to get to a joke yes, mm-hmm. that was and that's that's my kind of idea i gotta of admit you saying that just talked me into three. Yes! Three! three. <laughs> it's the only time that anybody's ever been talked to in three count. Because yeah. that boring tool. And the best part is they give it to the old man yeah. like mm-hmm. on oxygen. Yeah. And he just fucking sells the shit out of it. Yeah. That's what you have to do. You, you have, have to, to sell it. You have to argue your case <laughs> and you have to sell it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, Fred Willard and uh, senior uh, commentator Charles Robinson, um, (laughs) um, both just like, I mean, they're having fun. Like, they're like, what the fuck else were we going to do besides, you know, Fred Willard doing a thousand other terribly. I mean, the funny thing is, I I feel like he looked at this and you can tell Fred Willard is like a very transparent person. Mm -hmm. Like when he's in those spoof movies and he's saying the worst things, it's just like. I'm getting paid, mm-hmm. and this was like some of the shit is actually funny, and I feel like I'm like you got a game Fred Willard here. This is yep. more like Best in Show, Fred Willard, right. where he's just at the desk riffing on everything. Sure, that's happening, and that's so. what I'm saying. I mean, the jokes are corny, but they made, they had fun with them. Mm-hmm. They're they're super corny, but I I had fun with them. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, three three champs. Cool. HBJ. Y two BJ. BJ Styles as I prefer. Uh, oh. I think I'm gonna roll roll this uh, roll this movie up, hook the leg, and give it the old one, two, three count. Three champs for Russell Madness. Hip hip hooray! Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is not nearly as bad as I expected it to be. It is also not nearly as good as I hoped it would be. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was expecting like a a real fucking stinker, um, but I was hoping that it would be just absolute lunacy and it was kind of kind of crazy um it's weird how like the thing that threw me off this movie the most and i know for a fucking airbud type movie this is gonna sound real dumb but like their complete ignorance or their is that the right way to say it uh the way they kind of completely ignored how wrestling wrestling works like any of it any of it at all except for like a ring personalities and a ref and that somebody wins they just completely ignored like everything else about wrestling and yeah there's only one promo (laughs) right yeah 
It's um, not even that. It's like a weigh-in. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's like almost like this is this should be boxing. Well, yes. And not wrestling. I mean, because you don't weigh in and fucking yeah. wrestling. Right. Yeah. There are no weight classes anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that kept throwing me off. But like a bunch of really good dumb puns and some really good monkey shines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It earned. It definitely earned three champs. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about this. Like, uh, it's it's fine. John John it, Thre- John Threena. Yeah, John Threena. <laughs> John Threena. And I want to know where that location is. I, I think that whatever that arena is is amazing. If that's if it's, I don't know. I have no idea. I I, I want to know too because it's gorgeous. I would love to spend way too much money on starting a wrestling promotion in that arena. Yeah. Because I know when it started, you were like, is that the Lucha Underground Arena? I'm like, no, that's way too nice. <laughs> well, the, the way it looked like... It has the same so like, you, seating arrangement. Exactly. Yes, if, you've, if you've ever seen Lucha Underground, it, it has tiered seating, and it's yeah. all... It looked very similar. Yeah. And I know that's just a soundstage in L.A. somewhere. Probably. So well, this they was could, all in Canada, so... Yeah. A soundstage in Vancouver, anyway. Sure. Yeah. B.C., somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, three champs. Yeah. You should watch Russell Madness. Strangely enough, I agree. <laughs> Put it through your table. Yes. All right, well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. I'm going to break you in half. All right, welcome back. Hey! hey. Second half. Bamcast, second half. Brothers. Yeah. And nice. sisters. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we, we have some movies to talk about. Uh, you know, do new, we? Yeah, we're going to do a new thing in the second half. Mm. Talk about, like, you know, possibly not bad movies. Shaking it By up. starting us off by me talking about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, Dawn of Justice, the new hit movie. What do you yeah. think? Um, oh, dear. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's bad. I mean, that's, <laughs> okay. let's, let's start there okay. and, and work to a more cohesive answer to that. All right. And let me perhaps explain why. Um, I, I will say it, it's bad on several levels. It's bad as a superhero movie. Okay. It's bad as fan service, you know, it, because it keeps pretending like they know what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to make references that you're only going to get if you you know know what you're looking at right but then we're going to shit on them (laughs) and then like it's also just straight up bad as a movie like so Mm -hmm. it's really just all the ways you can be bad it is Hmm. um so first off i'll start in the basest senses like because i think its biggest crime is that it's a bad movie Uh, i mean the other things i like you know possibly forgivable um but like it's just straight up a bad movie there's I, I wish I were exaggerating. I would say, I wish I, I wish I wasn't exaggerating. I would say there's about eight, legitimately eight dream sequences in this movie, which eight is That's seven too many. Is wait, did you say eight dream sequences? Yes. I I, I mean maybe I'm I might be exaggerating <laughs> by a couple, but I'm I'm thinking eight? it's around there. For are the, any, are for any the of audio them like... only people? I was making a, fi- a face like someone had just farted in said face. <laughs> are, are any of them like scarecrow related? Uh, all right, so <laughs> <laughs> like like Arkham Asylum. Yeah, well, yeah, like right. 
I mean, first off, dream sequences in general, like maybe one in a movie, but still dream sequences are just generally considered the laziest thing you can do in filmmaking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's like, we need an excuse to do something that we thought was cool, but we can't think of any way to put it in the movie otherwise. It doesn't gel with the narrative. this is like the worst examples of that, Hmm. because Batman continually has these dreams, and they don't even as dreams make sense because the first one is an excuse to show his origin story yet again. <laughs> and it's like happening over the beginning of the movie. Does parents and, get murdered? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. He gets bit uh, by a radioactive spider. Right. Oh, a radioactive bat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Changing that's, it up. that's how he becomes a, a bat man. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But like that's that's number one. It's like okay, yeah, I suppose you know he might still be dreaming of that. The whole his whole reason for being a vigilante, sure. But then it's like later on, it's I'm gonna dream about possible outcomes to things so that we can take our movie places and do things that are just bizarre and crazy. Like let's show you futuristic, you know, commando Batman who shoots people in the face. Hmm. and all this other crazy shit in this exotic location. And then he wakes up and goes, ha ha, just a dream. Like you didn't already figure that out from the four dream sequences before. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'm, I'm just like that on paper alone is like just bad, just straight up bad. Is Batman on drugs in this movie? Like uh, every time he goes to bed? Well, it- I think he is in a CrossFit because there's also an extended <laughs> mo- montage where he's doing like, I, 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 I'm going to throw it out there. I honestly don't know what the fuck CrossFit is. I just know it's, People talk about it all the time mm-hmm. if they're into it. Yeah, but he's like, there's a prolonged montage of him like doing the uh, drag a tire, hit a tire with a sledgehammer, uh, you know, do pull ups with a tire tied to him. It's you know, yeah. that's CrossFit. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, uh, so it's if it looks awkward and you can probably get injured doing it, and they're trying to do it really fast, mm-hmm. it's probably yeah. CrossFit. Okay, well, you, you yeah. get a backpack and put a cinder block in it, and ride over, you run over a dirt mound. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does all that. Okay, so, yeah, so, that's so, CrossFit. That's so, totally yeah, CrossFit. He's into Batfit, and um, mm-hmm. he's and and there's a montage of this. Like we're like supposed to go. Oh, that's why Batman's good at things. <laughs> like I mean, that this movie just continually takes. I mean, there's so much wasted time in this movie. So mm-hmm. much wasted time. And like, there's so many scenes and, and editing and things that need to happen that just don't. And things go on for fucking forever. And there's 15 endings like the end, like fucking Return of the King. Mm-hmm. But I digress. <laughs> the other, I think the other most uh, egregious thing filmmaking wise is how much they go out of their way to apologize for the previous movie. Because like, we all get it. Like they tried to pull a lost of like, no, 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 no. We, we, we had this planned all along. Like we, we did all that massive destruction so that Batman can come in and go, Hey guy, you can't do that. <laughs> you just killed like lots of innocent people. Oh, I see. Like, but now they've like, they've doubled down on this because it's like now they're every time there's an intense sequence, they cut back to military people watching on satellites going, Oh, they're fighting downtown. It's okay, but it's after hours. So everybody's gone home for the day. So it's mostly <laughs> abandoned. And right. then there's a point where it's like, oh, they're fighting, but they've taken it to, to Strikers Island. It's an uninhabited, so they can fight there. And like, it's like four <laughs> times in the movie where it's just like, no, no, it's okay. They're they're over here. There's nobody here right now. It's they're not going to kill innocent people. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who the fuck are you telling this to? <laughs> like, we the audience. I mean, it's just fucking lazy. Everyone knows that cities at nighttime are uninhabited. Sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, it just abandoned. Right. But anyway, so like those those are the most Everybody like goes underground. S- <laughs> straight up filmmaking just. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just, wow. Just straight up bad, bad, bad writing. Hmm. And what's crazy about this is this is the first Superman movie since 1978 or 79, 78. 
78, that doesn't have John Peter's name on it. They oh. removed him. Oh, wow. Finally. I guess he got his fucking metal spider in yeah. Man of Steel, and he was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <thank> because <laughs> like he has part of 89 Batman, and he's been part of both of these. Like Somehow he was like, DC movie rights, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I, I call the shots here. Um, but like he's not a part of this. So I was like, wow, and that's bizarre. But anyway, it still turns out all that. Now, the other bad, <laughs> like now getting into nitpicky comic booky things, and I, I swear I'll, I'll stop bashing this. Like, those are just straight up bad movie things. Like, that's bad writing and just everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, comic book wise, uh, yes, Batman straight up fucking murders people. Not just in dream sequence. Like, his Batwing has machine guns and he's like blowing up cars and shit. And it's like, uh, okay. You know, like they're okay. 40 beats per minute. Sure. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> um, but the most egregious we one. We call those bat beats. <laughs> the most egregious thing in this movie is Jesse fucking Eisenberg, who. I know we just enjoyed him in that little American Ultra movie we watched and stuff, but mm-hmm. he is quickly creeping up on my least favorite people in Hollywood list. Hmm. Um, because whatever, I know people are theorizing that maybe he's not Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, like he might be Lex Luthor Jr. or something, but, but I don't care. <laughs> okay. Whatever he is and whatever they decide to put on the screen, and I don't care if they have a reveal later, is fucking atrocious. Hmm. Because I, th- I've taken to calling him Lex Asperger's because that's basically how he acts. He's a menacing rain man. He comes across and it's like he can't even hold the attention of a room. There's a point where he's like at a gathering and it's not even like a pivotal speech. He's just, I don't know. And maybe this and like the whole room is just like, Oh God. And Lex Luthor is supposed to be a character that despite all of the evil shit that he's done, charms the world into electing him president in the DC universe. Eventually. Well, he's always, the character's always charismatic as shit, right? He just has this like, Oh, I hate, I hate Superman and I'm going to take him down no matter what. Yeah. He's larger than life. I mean, he's just like that dude, you know, he's, he's a character. Well, yeah. Well, he's always kind of been like an Ahab and like, right. Superman is his whale. Like right. he's competent and everything else, but Superman just, that shit drives him crazy. Yeah. And he can't handle it. Yeah. But he's good at everything else. And he's obsessed with real estate. Yeah. He always wants real estate. Right. Well, not, not this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I could, I could go on to a, like a million other things that are wrong with this, but <clears throat> I'm not gonna like, cause I don't really, I mean, I part of me wants to do the Chuck version of the descent. Like I hated this so much. So let me just tell you everything because I hated it and I don't want you to watch it. I'm going to avoid that despite me asking you, begging you, pleading you with you. If you haven't seen this, please don't go give it money in the theater Mm -hmm. because you are only hurting future chances for any of this shit to turn out right. Mm -hmm. Because the more Zack Snyder is involved with this shit, the worse it's going to get. And if you give money to this, they're going to think they did it right, and they totally did not. It's too late for that, because the fucker's already breaking records. It's not, though. It's no. got one of the biggest drop-offs from the first weekend box office was, like, record-setting, and it's dropped off. Like, it made all its money Friday, and, yeah. like, some of Saturday, and Sunday was, like, the biggest drop-off of all time. Well, the the problem is that it's made so much money overseas that they're just looking at it like sure. it's made a bazillion dollars. I know, so. but, I mean... I, I mean, I, I saw that stat, too, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. telling, but... Well, they, I mean, someone posted the top 10, like, opening weekend numbers, and all of them are above 75% Rotten Tomatoes, except for this at mm-hmm. number six, and it's 29%, or was at the time that yeah. someone took that stat. Um, so, anyway. I, I know you were cold on Men of Steel, or sure. Man of Steel, when we watched it, so it's worse than that? I'd say yes. Okay. I mean, the, the, there's nothing as mind-numbing as the end of Man of Steel, yeah. but it's more mind-numbing throughout. Like, there is a whole B-line story thing going on that could be cut the fuck right out of the movie and it wouldn't make a difference. Mm. Like there are 
major, somewhat major stars in this whole other section of the movie that if you removed it, it would not change the beginning to the end of the movie at all. And that's like, why? Like, why is that a thing in a movie? So someone will come out with the slick cut of... It's not going to matter. It's not going to fix it. I'm just saying there is an entire somewhat major plot point that just doesn't need to be there at all and wouldn't affect the movie at all. My other biggest gripe, and like this is so minor, but it, and it's also in the beginning, and it's events from kind of the last movie that it's okay if I'm, it's a little spoilery. Mm-hmm. But there is a point in the beginning of the movie where they're in the end of Man of Steel, and Superman and Zod are wrecking Metropolis, right. and Bruce Wayne has just landed, and like his job is like he lands, like he was on the plane, he's got to call like fucking wrecking Metropolis, and like he jumps out of a plane, like jumps in a jeep drives toward all the chaos, is driving right towards Wayne Tower, and is calling the phone that, of course, all the circuits are busy. But when he finally gets through to the guy that runs Metropolis version of Wayne Tower, Mm -hmm. he's like, get everybody out of the building. And they'd all just been standing there against the window watching this shit happen. And it was like, Bruce Wayne had to call (laughs) before you were like, maybe we should get out of here. Yeah. Like maybe I don't know. No, mm. this is this is fine here. We we are fine. That's why I never. It's a pretty strict workplace. You right. might get yeah. fired for leaving. Well, yeah. it's like in the Godzilla reboot when everyone is just standing there watching all the things destroy whatever town that was. It was like maybe you guys should call it a day. Right. <laughs> maybe take a break. But yeah, as soon as he gets called, he's like, "Okay, everyone out." And yeah. then everyone's like, "Oh God, first Wayne <laughs> called and said we should leave." Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see all that shit blowing up outside because there's literally a shot where they're all standing in front of this window watching mm-hmm. tiny Superman and Zod blow shit up outside right. and it's like really guys so I, I don't know let, let me ask you this one thing it so is this is it supposed to be Christian Bale Batman I don't know like because it's it so vague that you don't know where Batman is coming from yes okay. because all right he's obviously been Batman but it's again my if super minor spoilers it's okay I think <laughs> like the there's a point where he they go to to Wayne Manor and it's like burnt out. So mm-hmm. that's like, OK, and it looks very similar to I mean, I don't know if it's the same building, but it looks like the same building they use for Wayne Manor from the Nolan Batmans. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's burnt, which was that Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises. Did he get burned twice? I think it was the Sega one. Yeah, I think it was fine in the first one. How do you get burned? I, I don't know. I think Roswell <laughs> nah. did it. But anyway, um, but yeah, so like that's there, but like the during the flashback dream sequence thing, it they reverted to the original origin of that they were going to the movie theater to see a Zorro movie, and not like the theater theater, which was in the Nolan one, right. you know, where they were he was, saw the bats and he got scared. So it could it could be, but then again, it's it right. Could be it's just well, and plus also in this universe, there's an implication that uh, Robin has existed. Oh, like there's a shot of a, I guess it's 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 so fucked it's up looking. Bird. That it's like, it was hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the dead Robin costume in the Batcave. Oh. You know, the Jason Todd Batman, uh, Robin. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, like, it's just there, and they don't linger on it, but it's like, is that... So a- they're just, like... Like, like I've heard with, with the whole Justice League thing and everything else, it's like they're trying to fast-forward through all they the are. groundwork for everything. Yeah, because, I mean, like, if we were going to just take Batman from Nolan Batman universe, that'd be fine. Like, we've had three movies. We know Batman. It's like... He can just show up and you don't have to worry about his backstory. I mean, if you're going to cut some time yeah. and like Robin has existed, we might want to see that. Yeah. You know, like because they did kind of set that up. Right. It, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yes. And in, in essence, yes, they're doing that. Now, people, the things people are saying, good. Ben does Ben Affleck do a good Batman. Arguably, yes. He's got a couple cool scenes. There is probably like the best scene in the movie is 
the fight sequence they set up in the trailer, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, they're on the third floor. I'll drop you in the second. You know, that whole thing. Right. That scene is fucking awesome because it's Batman wrecking dudes. Like, you kind of want to see Batman wrecking dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thankfully, there. that's the other thing about this movie. It does it. This is the most Zack Snyder movie, or this is the Zack Snyder movie that doesn't feel like a Zack Snyder movie except for like Dawn of the Dead, because that camera trick speed ramp thing that he learned from 300 is yeah. never does. Okay. There's some slow motion, but it's like natural. The whole scene is in slow motion thing or the whole shot is in slow motion. It's not sped up. And down. so like that's what makes the Batman fight pretty good is like we don't have to suffer through 300 bullshit. I mean, there was one move. I, I actually was kind of like hoping it was going to 300 you know, camera because it was so good. I kind of like wanted to see a slower version of it, mm-hmm. even though it's becomes totally fake. And this might have been practical stunts they were doing. I don't know. Anyway, but like that scene's good. Bat Batfleck has potential. Mm-hmm. Um, they give him. They just sat on with fucking terrible lines. Oh. So, but like you know, he's an actor good enough to have this gravitas. And I even kind of warmed to Henry Cavill in this, despite my not liking the movie overall. He had. He wasn't so wooden in this one that he was in the first one. Like it was like he should have some personality when like he's not having to put on a front. Like when he's hanging out at home with Lois, he doesn't need to be a you know a, a statue. Right. You know. So. Right. Yeah. And. And, and yeah, I, I think I think Al Gadot, like after seeing her, like is a good choice. She she looks cool, and I I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing Wonder Woman stuff. But so like everything else is just rushed and forced and dumb. <laughs> this is a weird question, but Scott in the chat keeps asking. Oh, um, okay, sorry. Do they ever call him Batman? Because uh, people are saying that at no point do they call him Batman. Fuck. The I, title does. <laughs> yeah. I'm but. just thinking about like maybe not. I mean, I never mm. never like occurred to me to pay attention for that. I don't know. I Yeah, cuz you kind of like I I mean, the dude's like there's a point where like, you know, he you know, there's a shot where it's like it's in Gotham and police are mm-hmm. catching up to his vigilante justice and they I think they they go out of the way to like call him like the demon or like, you know, something oh. like that. Like is this one of those theories where it's like it's not even Bruce Wayne, it's this other guy? I don't know about that. Who pretended to be Bruce Wayne for a while? I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. The other, I mean, again, comic book, like, just qualms. It's never established, like, where, what city, like, what DC cities are, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and like, most people say, like, Metropolis is New York, mostly because of the Don or Superman being yeah. filmed mostly in New York right. and its landmarks. And they do tend to go out of the way to show something along the lines of a Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Gotham's like also kind of New York at night. Yeah. yeah. But it's also kind of Chicago. It's also kind of Detroit. It's, you know, no one. But in this universe, they're like across a fucking lake. Like you can be looking at as like you can see Gotham from Metropolis oh, in neat. this movie. <laughs> like there's like it's funny. Like there's a shot where it's like they're in Metropolis and they look like, well, we should go to Gotham. And it's just like it's right there. Like <laughs> take the ferry. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, that seems weird because I mean, it seemed like a bigger deal for heroes to show up, you know, for them to cross over before, not just like, you know, Superman going, Whoop, okay, well I'm here. You know, like <laughs> they were neighbors. The I whole barely, time. I barely took flight and I'm here now, hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. just like, it's little things. And like I said, they, they make these little references where it's like, you guys almost get it. Like referencing strikers Island being mm-hmm. uninhabited is a cool DC nod because strikers Island becomes the this home of the supermax prison in metropolis where they send all it's basically the black gate or arkham of mm-hmm. metropolis world mm-hmm. and so like this is laying the groundwork of well we haven't had too many supervillains yet so but we might have to make it after it's been demolished so like there's like these little touches and then it's just like eh. yeah but i mean they just they missed the point 
so thoroughly by trying to fast forward through everything that, you yeah. know, like the whole Batman versus Superman fight that everyone remembers is from Dark Knight Returns. But at that point, it's like these two guys have had a lifetime of working together. Yeah. And it's not like, hey, who is this guy? Time to fight him. <laughs> right. You know, which is how the movie does it. Yeah. And, you know, in Dark Knight Returns, he's like an old man and he doesn't want to do it. But he's like, right. it's got to happen. See, I, I wish it had been the thing that I saw w- when I saw the trailer, which was that it seemed to me from the trailer that the Superman chaos from the end of the Man of Steel was going to be what caused the Batman origin story. What was going to just oh, make yeah. Bruce Wayne go, well, fuck this. Mm-hmm. We need another guy to protect us from that guy. And if, he, if he's got some Batman backstory, that's dumb. I mean, that's just... Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I can't judge it without. Something. I'm not I'm definitely not going to spoil this, but like what ends up bringing them together is about the stupidest fucking thing in a major motion picture of all time. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Okay. So, Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you offline if you want, but I mean, I'm just saying it's that fucking dumb. Okay. Yeah. Mackie, what did you see? Uh, I finally got around to seeing the big short. Oh, right. I actually, my wife wanted to go see Batman versus Superman, and I got out of it by going, well, let's just stay home and rent something. And so we watched Big Short. So Netflix and chill worked for you. <laughs> the Netflix, Netflix and chill worked pretty well for me. <laughs> the Netflix part works. Sweet. <laughs> the other half, well, you know, I'm married, so. Wait, you know, that doesn't mean you just hang out and watch Netflix? It does. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then you both sure. fall asleep on the couch, and then it's 3.30 in the morning. Uh, You're like, oh, yeah. God, what? Oh, yeah. now my neck <laughs> hurt. Yeah. Which episode of Making a Murder were we on? Because yeah. <laughs> it just kept playing. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's funny you mentioned Making a Murder. Because, like, you know, how, remember how I said, like, that was that felt important? Mm-hmm. This is a movie that feels important as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... I, I really, really love this movie. And I love that McKay told it in a style that's very original. You know, I've talked about movies that just go for it and are like, fuck it, we're just doing crazy stuff and you just got to roll with it. And I think that's the only way that this story could have been told because, you know, as everyone said, they make all these complex ideas digestible. Mm -hmm. There's still stuff I don't quite understand, like why they were able to make so much money off of buying what was essentially garbage at the time. You know, everyone's like, well, they were betting against the market. And it's like, yeah, but that like, it's not like they went to Vegas and said, I'm going to put a hundred million dollars on the market crashing. You know, it's not like that. Like, some of that stuff still didn't make sense to me, but that's why I'm in graphic design and not economics or stock markets or brokerage or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. But I love, I loved the style that it was told in. I loved the parts where they'd address the camera and be like, well, it actually didn't happen like this. This is just for dramatic effect. He actually knew a guy who knew a guy that told us about this, mm-hmm. you know, whereas in the movie, they're like, they pick up the, the prospectus that has the, you know, the smoking gun of what's going to happen in a lobby, you know, but they, they just, they do a lot of that fun stuff. And I've realized like, I, you know, it's funny that like in screenwriting and filmmaking school and all that stuff, they're like, don't use a narrator if you can help it. Like, like you, it's the rule. Like don't, don't use narrators. Right. It's, it's lazy. It is. So many of my favorite movies have narrators. Yeah. Yeah. It's- so many of my favorite movies have someone narrating throughout. Yeah. I, Yes. I mean, it's it's good if it's done right. Like you, you either need an interesting, un, unreliable narrator because that helps a lot. Yeah. Or you need someone that's just narration actually like adds a storybook quality to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Raising Arizona has the kind of the voiceover throughout. It's like that gives it the this perpetual fast moving storybook thing. Mm-hmm. That's like a proxy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I I absolutely loved that movie, and I think it's it's funny that it's a disaster movie. 
<laughs> basically. And except like if the scientists were like, how can we make money off this? Like we know something's going to go horribly wrong and we're trying to tell everybody, but how can we make money off of it first? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this is where there are no good guys at all. Everyone's just varying levels of shitty. And they try and kind of make Steve Carell's character less shitty. But at the end of the day, he's still a shit bird. It's like, yeah, still I, one of them. Yeah. I still made a shit ton of money off every, everybody else getting fucked. And yeah, and that last 15 minutes is just soul crushing. Hmm. It really is because it's just, it's, it's basically everything that happened since that, since the market went to shit in 2008, mm-hmm. where it actually probably should have gone to shit in 2007, but they just kind of lied and yeah. said, no, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah no, we're, everything's we're fine. good. Yeah. You know, and that, and that part, it was, it's strangely infuriating watching it because it's these guys going, no, fuck you. Like, like <laughs> this is when everything goes to shit. Yeah. And you're lying about it and we can't make any money off of it yet. Yeah. You know, and you're kind of like, you know, and that's, I think that's why they need the one scene that's in all the trailers where, where Brad Pitt's like, people are going to lose jobs. They're going to lose homes, all this, where it's like, yeah, that's like the perfect moment to do that. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, I was amazed at how, how much they went for it. And like, also amazed that it's just like, that's the guy who made fucking Anchorman. Like this feels so completely remotely removed from that well i think the only real similar thing is that it's got a huge cast yeah it's funny to me that it's 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 his first movie without will ferrell in it and it's the one that gets him just worldwide acclaim yeah like awards and shit where everything before was like oh he's will ferrell's buddy well and it's like you know this stuff mattered to him because like you know the other guys the whole Oh yeah. End credit sequence. Absolutely. Is a phenomenal sequence that's basically says like, yeah, like you don't understand how much the 1% has. You're fucked. Yeah. Like you think you're doing all right. Like NBA players aren't even doing all right. Right. And they make a hundred million fucking dollars. Yeah. You know, he's and, been, he's been working that stuff in as time goes on to, in his movies, but mm-hmm. this was the first yeah. time where he actually like decided to make a movie about something. Yeah. So yeah. And God, uh, that last 15 minutes, it just, it hurts. <laughs> it just hurts to watch. Can't but, wait. But yeah, but that movie, that movie is really, it's phenomenal. Cool. It, it would have been my number three for last year. Oh, wow. Behind uh, Ex Machina and Mad Max. I I enjoyed it that much. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, th- I might have undersold it when I told, I think I was talking about several movies that week. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, it's just like, it's kind of one of those one and done movies. Like, it, it was good. I would watch it once and it's really yeah, good. Yeah, I but don't I, think I need to watch like, it again. I would probably I, I agree never with that watch completely. it ever again. Yeah. Like, I think even like Wolf, like there's a similar vibe to Wolf of Wall Street because it's about, you know, terrible rich people, people. doing terrible things. I <laughs> right. mean, it's, it doesn't ever go anywhere close to the extremes that it, it that goes. But like, I feel like there was enough crazy things happening in that that might warrant another watch. But the big short does not. Really. I think I could watch Wolf yeah. of Wall Street again. It, it's got that casino goodfellas right. like, OK, all these people are terrible, but mm-hmm. it's fun right. to watch them be terrible. Yeah, I'm just saying big short is like, a, oh, yeah, I got everything out of okay. that in one yeah. go, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and and I can't argue that. I'll just say like it's over two hours, and it did not feel like no. it at all. It just goes by so fast, and like knowing some of the people, like some of the people that they meet when they're trying to figure out if this is if like if the market's actually going to crash. I was like, oh my god, I know some of those people, <laughs> like, like exactly like those pieces of shit banker dudes that they talked to mm-hmm. at one point. It's it it's painful. <laughs> Wow. But it feel it's 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 probably the clearest explanation of what the hell happened to all of us. So it's it's definitely watch it. 
100%. recommended. All right. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Cool. So you guys want some emails and voicemails and shit I real quick? I love some. I want yeah, to hear some correspondences. Uh, yeah, let's uh we'll keep it somewhat short. Um there's a there's a couple voicemails okay. by the way. One of which is Thursday from 916 area code. Uh, so the first one we're going to go is with uh, David, who has, he actually has two that are kind of linked together. Mm-hmm. And my freaking phone just lost him. Hang on. <laughs> there we go. Okay. First one is warnings. He says, hello, Bamcast. I come bearing warnings. I watched two martial arts movies that for 90% are excellent and shit the bed in the last act. I've never seen a depressing martial arts movie, let alone two back to back. There are fatal contact and SPL kill zone. Not saying don't watch them. Just saying, be prepared to enjoy both movies until about the last five to ten minutes. Hmm. And this one was sent from his Freeman Weirding module. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you use the voice? I should have called the you know Google Voice number. I should have. Uh, but then he has a recommendation. He says, "Just to, hello again, Bamfcast. Just here to recommend Livewire, starring Pierce Brosnan. He plays a bomb expert having to deal with a new threat: explosives that look like water." Yep. Good one-liners, plenty of explosions, saxophone, and Ron Silver. We're checking out, and it's just a fun time. Crash and Bird David sent from Insert Punchline. Saxophone? Is that what we're calling it? Gary Busey sexy time now? Yeah, <laughs> saxophone. Saxophone. I can right. swear I've seen that movie. That was I, the one thing I remember about that movie is that someone's the, made this bomb where it's yeah. just like you drink a glass of water and then you are the bomb. Really? And what was this it's called a, again? The activator is in like it's whatever's in you what, already. Live wire. Yeah. Live wire. Brosnan was making a bunch of these movies around the time he should have been James Bond. There's one with like Patrick Stewart called like Night Train or something like that. Mm. He was just doing all these like espionage movies for the USA Network and stuff like that. And I remember Livewire coming out and thinking he might be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, their their whole like bomb thing is weird because you can't defuse a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I think so you're was that a tagline for the movie? You yeah, can't defuse a person. Be. It should be. I, I remember that movie would be pretty good, but it might be because it's. Fucking batshit insane. Yeah. Do you just do they just have to let the people blow up? Some people do. Yeah. How can. do they defuse them? I you get them to drink something else, uh, <laughs> charcoal or something. I don't uh, know. Some hair of the dog, the bitch. Activated yeah. charcoal. Okay. Yeah. Here, drink more bomb juice. Uh, right. If you blow up big enough, you'll actually just implode. <laughs> drink anti bomb juice. <laughs> some bomb. Sometimes you can't. Some sometimes you, <laughs> nice. Sometimes you just can't piss out a bomb. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'd watch that again. All right. I have the voicemails pulled up in case you need them. By the way. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and play the first one since it relates to what you talked about. All right. Hey, Bamscast. This is your uh, boy Jay from California, and I just got out of Batman versus Superman. It appears I'm the only one who actually kind of liked it. I mean, I won't defend it as a great film. It was kind of a, uh, you know, I went in for a big dumb action movie where I could sit and eat popcorn and. You know, just kind of relax, and that's what I got. I mean, you know, I wasn't expecting anything great, didn't get anything great, but I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm not sure if you can hear the dings from my phone, but Josh from Corpus Christi is texting me about how uh, Zodiac Motherfucker is just ripping this movie a new asshole on Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess I am the only one who actually likes it. But uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say, and uh, I'll get that Patreon stuff to you guys soon. Talk to you later. 
you're not. Well, well, I mean, if it makes you feel better, you're not the only person. I know someone at my office have seen it twice already. There's backlash, backlash. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, this person's not like. This isn't one of those people that's like, no, you just don't get it. Like he's not doing it like that. Like mm-hmm. some of the backlash, backlash is like, no, fuck you, guy. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, I, I get it. Well, the thing is, Zodiac motherfucker. If it's a superhero movie, he's going to tear it a new asshole. Yeah, that's that, what that, he does. That's just, he fucking yeah. hates superhero movies, sure. so of course he's going to hate that too. But I, I think this one has already reached that like that status of all these movies that people haven't seen, but they're just like, oh, that's bad. You know, like they're going to be expecting us to review that well, at yeah, some point. But then you year. also like have the people that are like, Oh, it can't be that bad. And then they go and they're like, ah, but it was good here and here and here, you know, like you can go in with a preconceived, like I'm going to find the good in it. Yeah. I, and like I said, there might be some things there. There's some shots that are cool. And like I said, Batman fighting is kind of cool. Some people like the Batman versus Superman fight. I personally did not, hmm. you know, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I think there were a lot of people who seemed to go into this with the same, Sure. Fervor that they go into like an Adam Sandler movie oh, yeah. where it's like, oh, this bloodlust. I can't wait to fucking destroy this. It becomes like a competition of I'm going to well, savage this in the most colorful way possible. Well, and we've also reached this point where like people want consensus on something. Right. Like we can't like. It, no, like it has to be bad. Right. I don't understand why you're saying it's not. Yeah. Right. And I think the consensus on this was it's bad before it even came out. Oh, yeah. And then once it came out, it was like if you went against the grain on it you're an idiot. Well, yeah. Well, there were people that were passing around like, Oh man, look at the rotten tomato score after like six reviews had been posted. Yeah. And it was like at 12% or whatever, you know, whatever one out of six works out too. Right. Right. You know, and Armand white hadn't chimed in to 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 double what what a masterpiece (laughs) of, you know, subtle filmmaking it is. But no, I mean, I, but Alan Mott, one of our Mm -hmm. guy guys, we know he wrote a pretty good like defense of it. He's also a huge wonder woman fan, but it's interesting that he defends the movie and barely mentions her. Okay. So hmm. it, it was a good read. Yeah. I'll say it. I, I don't have a link or anything. I don't remember what his site's called, but write him on Twitter and he will tell you, <laughs> he will send you a link. Believe me. Yeah. I mean, I, whatever, if you got something out of it, great. I just, I mean, I went in, I, I promise you, I went in this despite really not liking man of steel. I don't know if I go so far as to say hate. I definitely hated the last 30 minutes. Hmm. Um, but like, I, I went in as open as possible. I mean, I'd heard the things, but I was like, man, please, please prove me wrong, because I want I want good cinematic Justice League movies. You know, I, I want this to turn around. I wanted it to. I just, mm-hmm. it didn't for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, moving on, uh, we had a comment from straight out of Tijuana on our, uh, on our Human Tornado episode. Oh, okay. Or he said, this is exactly what I mean by when I say, I still don't know who you guys are. A Soupy Sales reference? And then all the other ones seem to get it? How could you possibly know who Soupy Sales is? You certainly don't seem old enough. You all seem like B-90s kids. Oh, hold Crash on. Crash and burn. Well, well, well yeah. one of us. I am offended. <laughs> yeah. 80s kid, god damn it. Yeah. Um, no, that was just this side of the table. You made that dumb Soupy Sales reference, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, we're just, we're older than we actually are. Yeah. Chuck and I. We're immortals, actually. Right. Mm. I mean. We're Highlanders. Yes. We tend to get. Some pretty fairly diverse references. Mm-hmm. We're all old men in general terms of mental age, except when we're five years old. I, I think in terms of like pop culture knowledge, we are all older than the right. average person our age. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. not I'm not trying to pull the old man card of like oh, kids today, but I will say when I was growing up and as a kid in the 80s, like TV seemed a lot more diverse. Not I don't mean like 
what who was on the TV. I mean, like I was watching. <laughs> yeah, it definitely right. Wasn't. I'm saying like there was. They were still showing all the Looney Tunes cartoons. They were still showing Three Stooges on TV. Like it seems like now, like if it's not whatever the the zeitgeist is, is decided is the cool, you know, retro era. It's not on fucking TV anymore. It, despite us having 500 channels now, there's no there's TV Land, which is like the classic Brady Bunch and things you love, mm-hmm. and then it's like there's this just this gap of everything else, and then it's like oh man, 80s is hot right now, so we're showing some 80s stuff over here, yeah. and oh wait, these people are in the 90s, so we're showing Quantum Leap on this channel, but it's like you know, and then there's just like everything else is gone. Like I, I just feel like when we were growing up, there was a lot more diversity of types of shows on TV. There was a diversity of stuff like that, but there was also less overall. Right. to consume mm-hmm. and now because there's so much to consume you can't do it sure like you could keep up with three networks and a syndicated thing because like okay all three networks right now are running six hours of soap operas fuck that i'm going to tune over to the syndicated channels who are showing ge- classic game shows and well, you know good times and it's like everyone said we're in like the golden age of television right sure now, or one of them mm-hmm. so to speak where it's like there's too much good stuff like daredevil i got two episodes in and just haven't been able to get back to it because there's been so much other stuff to catch up on. Yep. You know, better call Saul has become like the only thing that really is like, okay, I need to watch this as it's airing Mm -hmm. and walking dead because my wife's a huge fan of it, which eh. there, there I I can take or leave that show a lot of times, but we have started like going through like the network premiere schedule and like, that sounds interesting. I like the people in that show. Let's record that. And then we dismiss like 75% of the shows because they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. They're like, that show's okay, but it's serviceable. And we've got 19 shows that we're watching that are all must see, you know, got to stay up with. And this is just routine and I can't, I, I have no time for it. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's just so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, I mean, I guess the short answer is yes, we, we somehow saw some sure. sales when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just, there's so many people making references to everything on the Cartoon Network like on Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm like, I will never understand what any of you were talking well, about. I've also reached the age that I hate that. Like, it'll be like, I'll be checking my Facebook and I'll see the trending stuff on the side and it'll be like, somebody, somebody does this. And I'm like, I've never heard of that person. And mm-hmm. I feel like my dad suddenly it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, tell, I, me, tell me about this Selena well, Gomez. I had to ask you who, uh, what's her face was that hosted SNL. I literally had no idea even what she was famous for. Oh, the Bieber girlfriend. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say tall, Grande, Venti. Yeah. <laughs> I know those, uh, but the sad yeah. thing is it ends up being like Instagram celebrities. Yeah. Like not famous for anything but being on fucking Instagram. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. I try to like, I try to keep up with what's going on. Like I pay attention as much as I, as much as I can. And I get fucking left behind. Sometimes I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Who, who? All right. Google who is the person that everybody's talking about. Yeah. I know. But I mean, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, I fucking love Archer. I love South Park. I can't keep up with them. Like, I forget they're on. And then I get two years behind and it's Mm. just like, I'm law. I, what? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm so far behind on like Archer and always sunny and stuff like that. And those are things I really like, but Mm. I'm just, I just, there's not enough time in the day. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of TV. All right. Our next voicemail. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, Bandscast. This is Scott from Dallas calling in. Hello. Uh, currently, I have a plumber in my house who looks just like Chuck. I thought he was here to sabotage all my opinions and make all my movies Chuck fine, but actually, he's a pretty cool guy, just like real Chuck. Oh, anyway, um, Thanks, buddy. 
recently I saw a TV show I thought you all might be interested in. It's called Angie Tribeca, and it airs on TBS, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird because they aired the entire first season like five or six times on a single day, uh, and that was when it premiered. Basically, it's uh, kind of like, but not the same quality. I want to stress, I don't want you guys to get angry. Oh, people oversold it as a <laughs> police squad. It's basically a police show with a bunch of gags like that. Um, it's pretty good. It has Rashida Jones as the lead. I would definitely suggest checking it out. I know you guys don't like uh, shows where everyone's assholes to each other. Don't worry, this is not one of those. Um <laughs> Yeah, my best guess is you guys will really like it, or at least like it to some extent. My worst guess is that this is all a dog's dream. Anyway, Scott out. <laughs> yeah, it's me that hates shows where everyone's an asshole to each other. So, mm-hmm. did he say Angie Tribeca? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I remember seeing the commercials for that marathon. I saw the commercial when uh, during like the Christmas Story marathon because that's always on in my house at Christmas. And so I saw that them they just kept running the commercial like we're going to marathon the show because mm-hmm. you people like to binge watch shows. So we're going to do that. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that looks like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That show's all right, but I don't watch it anymore because it's just all right. And then I just completely mm-hmm. forgot it existed. If, if he's saying it's more like Police Squad, I might watch that because there's not that that's now known as dad jokes, which irritates the shit out of me. But. Whatever. That's funny. That shit is funny to me. So <laughs> one of my favorite jokes ever is still from Naked Gun mm-hmm. where he's searching that desk and he goes, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> and he pulls out this bingo card. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> there's so much perfect comedy in the first yep. Naked Gun movie. Yep. <laughs> and then there's like a little bit in the second one. Yeah. And then there's basically none in the third. <laughs> third one. Jesus. <laughs> I was just, I actually uh the second one is on Netflix and I was like, I I give the second and third one so much shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. And I most of it I was just deadpan and then every once in a while it was just a joke which is wham. Yep. It was like, fuck, that doesn't that should be in here. It's kinda like airplane two. Yeah. There's some really quality stuff and then there's some absolute shit. Yep. The the problem with the Naked Gun too is that they lifted most of the jokes from the show right. and just recycled those and it was like, but I've seen the show, so, so on, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's been a long time since so I've seen Police Squad, so I might have just forgotten the jokes. Yeah, but yeah, the third one, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, the biggest problem is like they they dropped to PG thirteen movies and it was like they kind of took away the edge that the first one yeah. had. So. Yep. <laughs> well, we got a couple more, but I think we're gonna save them for next week. All right. Okie dokie. Man. Okay, brother. One of these yeah. day, one of, I think I, talking about this, I think we're gonna have to do like a TV second half somewhere along the yeah, way. Yeah, it's it's coming. I really want to finish Daredevil before we talk about sure. it, but I know you wanted to talk about it too. Yeah, I mean, I, week, I don't think even. we ever really deeply discussed Jessica Jones, even. So I mean, no, we both were kind of like, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. Just watch <laughs> yeah. it, Dave. Still awesome. watch it. And me, yeah. I'm like, I still need to watch that one too. Yeah. So. so yeah, there's like six shows I'm watching now that I haven't even mentioned. That are like these are shows I watch. Well, it's so sad now that like if a show is like over 13 episodes, I'm like. I'm not. Nope. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. What do you mean? Like you've you've missed 13 episodes? No, like like seasons are like 13. episodes. It's like a 24 now. episode season. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like 24. Like that was the best thing that happened to me. It was like 24 going. Well, we're only going to do 12. And I was like, yeah, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Cut Perfect. out all that bullshit. <laughs> yep. And that's exactly what they did. That yep. season was awesome because mm-hmm. it was trimmed down to everything that needed to be in it and nothing else. Yep. All right. I missed 24. I'm so close to going back and starting 24 over again for like the third time. <laughs> I've thought about it, but then realized I'd have to watch 24 episodes worth. 
each yeah. season. So, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Well, did we suddenly just wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Time I think, for contact I think we, yeah, we're, we're gonna yeah. hold off on the remaining emails. All we're running okay. late. BJ. If you want to email us, take that candy-ass computer and type BMF at BMFCast.com into it. If you want to go on the website, it's BMFCast.com. Look on the right-hand side. Now I've gone Gary Busey. Um, <laughs> it is. It's very Busey. I was going for more AJ Styles, but it ended up Gary Busey. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling hey. AJ Styles. On the right-hand side, there's a bunch of buttons, and unless you're too stupid to click them, they'll get you to all the social places. Then finally, if you want to talk to us, 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105569263. It's a Garfield phone. Leave a message. I like how aggressive that was. <laughs> Leave a message. Leave a message. <laughs> you fuck. Wait yeah. for the beep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? We shall. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ Styles. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out, you sons of bitches. <laughs> All right. <laughs>